You're listening to Resolution Radio. ResolutionRDO.com You're listening to the Liberty News Radio Network, and this is the Political Cesspool. The Political Cesspool, known across the South and worldwide as the South's foremost populist conservative radio program. And here to guide you through the murky waters of the political cesspool is your host, James Edwards. Welcome, everybody, to another live broadcast of TPC. I'm your host, James Edwards, and we're back on the road tonight in the upcountry of South Carolina. Now, these shows over the course of the last three years have not only become my favorite. If I had to pick a single favorite show of the year, is uh, the show from South Carolina. Sometimes we do two because we were here for a book signing back in April. Uh, but uh, having been here so many times, I think this is our sixth or seventh show here in the past three years, uh, we have begun to develop some traditions. And as we are back in our favorite place, our home away from home in South Carolina, one of the things we like to do is we like to close every show we do here with a group singing of Dixie. And what a group we have assembled tonight. I wish this was television, not radio, so you could see through my eyes what I am seeing, these beautiful people, and a lot of them. But uh, we don't just like to close the show with Dixie. We like to start the show with the Rebel Yell. Now, I'm going to ask my friends here tonight uh, to give us a Rebel Yell so loud that they can hear it in Colombia. A rebel yell so loud that it shakes the foundation of that pole that our flag came down from, but that it will go up again one day. And if we believe that, let's let them hear it. One, two, three, rebel! Oh, I can win with these people. They don't want to stop once they start. Give yourselves a big round of applause, everybody. You have made your ancestors proud. I believe it. I believe it. I believe that I can win with this uh, particular group. And uh, yell like furies, as Stonewall Jackson instructed our, our forebears and our betters. But it is great to be back in South Carolina tonight. We get so many emails after we do these shows. Uh, and... Well, I'll just, I have a collection of them from last year's program. Here's just one example. Uh, we were here last year on July the 9th. This is July the 8th. Uh, your show on July the 9th, 2022, was on steroids. No wonder this bought and paid for regime hates white Christians so much. Cowards are so fearful of truth being spoken by people with courage. And that is what you have here tonight, ladies and gentlemen, people with conviction and courage and honor. And I love going to conferences. Uh, we put on our own conferences at TPC. I love the conferences put on by or other organizations like the League of the South and American Renaissance. But there's something about an event like this that just fills you with hope. It makes you believe that not only is victory possible, but our victory is inevitable. You come here and your morale is lifted. And it, morale is a very important thing. I mean, you don't want to be enlisted in a, in a company uh, that's marching out to battle that has no hope. <laughs> you you want to have morale, and morale is boosted here, and it sticks with people. It sticks with people uh, that hear it on the radio, and it certainly sticks with me. It helps keep me going. And uh, we have here, once again, uh, the man who has made all of this possible. We actually have both of them, the, the man who started it and the man who has continued it, uh, but uh, the man who is putting on these events. And 
I just want to ask, as we affectionately refer to him as Mance Jolly, what did the people miss today? That's one of the things we like to do on these shows is paint a verbal picture uh, for the listening audience across the country and around the world who couldn't be in the upcountry of South Carolina tonight, what they are missing and why they need to be working on building parallel communities such as this. You just you missed a, uh, such a familial uh, relationship. A lot of people out there feel so alone. Well, whenever you're surrounded by a 1,000 people, you're not alone anymore. Uh, it, it's been a great event, and it continues to be so. We've, we've had uh, a private conference here for like-minded individuals and those that want to learn more. We had uh, Bouncy House, Duncan Booth with Joe Biden, knife and axe throwing, Sutler's Tent. We had historical stuff. It was something for everybody and all the food. It's just a place that you would have gone to in the 1950s. That's the feel you had, the community, the camaraderie. No strangers, just friends that hadn't met yet. And friends of all ages, I walked around, and it was almost heartbreaking in the best sense of the word. I, I saw two little boys uh, that were out playing in, in, the, in the field earlier today uh, wearing just uh, overalls, you know, denim overalls, and they reminded me so much of myself and my brother at that age with this just platinum blonde cotton top hair. Uh, but uh, we, we have everything from senior citizens, like my good friend the Bombardier, who's sitting right here, all the way down to toddlers and, and people even younger than that. Uh, and, it's, it, and it's people, not that it would be wrong. I mean, it's, it's perfectly fine to be affiliated with a group or an organization, but these are just people from the local community who are coming here and having a good time and being who they are. It's a beautiful people. It's a people who deserve to have a future, a people who deserve to survive with their culture and their traditions and their heroes and their history intact. And you, my friend, have done so much, along with Scott standing back there, to uh, give our people something uh, that encourages them and uh, the legacy that you two men specifically that I just mentioned have built. I don't know if you've had a chance to even step back and, and reflect on it yet because it's still relatively so new, just a few years we've been doing this. But the, you have, uh, you're laying up your crowns in heaven. Well, you know, just the diversity. Today I met a three-week-old little girl, and I met a 98-year-old uh, lady. And it was so odd. The youngster, the infant, had tears in her eyes. And whenever I spoke with the 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 98-year-old lady, she had tears forming in her eyes appreciating what we're doing to keep her family alive and what they stood for here here that speaks for all of us now that's absolutely right she probably thought she might not ever see anything like this again uh, but this is just the beginning i mean i know you have plans and dreams and visions for uh more and bigger and better but as i have been coming to these things for the last three years uh it is really been a remarkable thing in, in my career to be able to, to collaborate with y'all and uh, of course I'm honored to be invited to come up here and, and broadcast the show but just to see the audience reaction when we do these shows every year uh, it's just been tremendous all the way around uh, you, you almost do yourself a disservice to try to describe it because it's truly something that you can only feel by being here and when you come to this place and when you interact and engage in fellowship uh, and collaborative efforts and camaraderie with these people it 
it stimulates all of your senses, your sense of sight, your sense of sound with the music and the bands outside and uh, your sense of smell as you walk into this, you know, beautiful cedar scented place. Everything about this uh, it really just tugs at the heart spring, uh, heartstrings and and makes you believe. It makes you believe. It really speaks to the nature and the core being of who we are. Uh, it, it appeals to us because of what we have imprinted on us from our forefathers. But also looking down at young children, we know this is what we want for them to have. I mean, when, whenever the last time you played in a ball field as a child, throwing a baseball, frisbee, whatever, when w- did you know that was the last time you were going to exactly. play? Exactly, yeah. I, I, I use that sometimes. We're going to make sure that our kids get to play. We're going to believe, and we're going to make our people believe again, too. Ladies and gentlemen, let's give a big round of applause for the reason we're here tonight. Right here. We'll I, be right back. I, I, yeah. Antelope Hill Publishing is America's leading publisher of dissident books, bringing you a wide variety of new translations and original works on every subject from the Spanish Civil War to the funding behind the transgender movement. Antelope Hill publishes books that mainstream publishers won't touch, full of information that challenges the political status quo and brings real culture to the reading public at an affordable price. If you count yourself as a political dissident, then you owe it to yourself to check out the Antelope Hill catalog with exclusive offerings like Rebel Mountain by Kurt Eggers, a brand new reprint of the infamous You Gentiles by Marie Samuel, and now the treatise of a January 6th prisoner in the American regime. There is something there for everyone, and new titles are added every month. Check out the complete catalog today at antelopehillpublishing.com. That's antelopehillpublishing.com. I'm James Edwards, and I want you to check out antelopehillpublishing.com. In message one, we said that Satan, the father of lies, John 8:44, gave the left evil, spiritual power the more they used the lies. The political left today is the beast. Now the Bible confirms that the dragon gave him, the beast, his power. Revelation 13, 2. The extra evil spiritual power that comes from the beast by their lying is what accounts for the string of the leftist criminals in the government that have never yet been prosecuted. It also explains why American capitalists support communism in the 21st century. Note 1. That behavior of capitalists was predicted by Vladimir Lenin, a cell of the beast. Note 2. Henry Ford was a capitalist, and he would have never gone communist. The difference between Ford and the present-day, end-time capitalists is that Ford was born and educated in the Kingdom of Christ, 19th century America, the New Jerusalem, Revelation 21. doing these shows you love listening to the shows at least that's what you tell me ladies and gentlemen a listener in georgia wrote uh, last year after our dixie fest broadcast from the upcountry of south carolina your most recent show in south carolina was the most enjoyable i've ever heard i don't just mean the most enjoyable that tpc has ever done i mean the most enjoyable show anyone has produced ever you have a gift from god well it wasn't me 
believe me, it was the people that are here, these beautiful, beautiful people. And as I said, you, you, you walk around and you look at the families, you look at the people of all ages uh, that, have, that, that, that come to this event. And it makes you want to fight. It reinvigorates you. It makes you know that our people uh, are worthy of whatever filthy offerings we can give them through our efforts. I mean, the very best is not good enough, but uh, we will do everything we can. And you see these people, and it, it, rem it puts it all into perspective, does it not, Mike Gaddy? It reminds us of what we're here to do, and it is to preserve and protect our people, our kith and kin, our blood and soil. Amen. Uh, you know, I don't think I could have uh, even come close to saying it any better. But the one admonition I want to get out of the way before we really get started on my program that we did from four to six, we had, uh, according to the producer, an outstanding crowd listening in. And we had two Yankees, one from Ohio, one from Michigan, call in and make donations to John Hill's program. Wow. And... People, I've got to tell you, if the Yankees can do it, we better get off our ass and get busy and help the boy. So what All you're right? talking about, what he's talking about, I know listeners of this program will remember, and I see him coming right now. We just call him Hoss. Uh, is he being like a Hoss, Eddie? Yes, he is. <laughs> we can win with a guy like that. That's, that's here, right here. Uh, John Hill, our, our friend and, uh, of course, the descendant of the great Confederate General A.P. Hill. He's been on our show a couple of times. Uh, we introduced him to the audience. He made his debut appearance during our Confederate History Month uh, series back in April, and then he was back on for an update just a, uh, a few weeks ago. But uh, So he was on Michael Gaddy's show, uh, which tell us all about it. Now, it was on, it's on uh, Republic Broadcasting Network, RBN, and it was from 4 to 6. It's every Saturday. Uh, and then you also guest host uh, the National intel report uh, on fridays uh, so there's no shortage of gaddy now of course people will remember mike gaddy and i we always tell the story mike's on go all the way back to 2005 with the original minuteman project we were on monday through friday back then he was going to a payphone on the uh arizona border with mexico calling in every night with a report about what the operations were that's how we first hit it off he came to memphis with the great joe mccutcheon and we did an in-studio interview there at the local station uh back and we've been uh, fast friends uh, for the last well Whatever 2023 minus 2005 is. 18 years. Can you believe that? Are you that old? <laughs> it goes back to the very beginning. Uh, but anyway, uh, we got uh, and we stayed in touch all those years, but we've been reacquainted uh, in, in an even bigger and better way through the Dixie Fest. Now, you were here with us a couple of years ago, Mike, and you guest hosted the show with me. Uh, you were the guest co-host, and uh, you were on an intermittent uh, every other segment uh, as we did that broadcast from this event two years ago. And we had such a great night that night. But back then, to your point, we were the only show broadcasting from this event. And today, there has been nonstop radio going on since 10 o'clock this morning. A variety of different shows on a variety of different platforms and networks, and, and that includes, of course, your show. And it is just great to see. I think there's another one going on concurrently right now uh, on the other <laughs> other end of the building. So that that's just wonderful because there is an appetite. People want to hear about things like this. Well, the producer on RBN said that was one of my largest crowds today. And we had technical difficulties. And he was surprised with the technical difficulties we had that nobody left. They stayed. That, that uh, you know, trying to keep the attention span of an American person is kind of tough. They have the attention span of an Irish setter, and that's being tough on the dog. <laughs>
I'd say goldfish, but uh, but in any event, now tell us a quick plug since we're talking about it. Uh, you were one of several shows that were uh, broadcasting live here today. Uh, tell us the, your show when it, when it can be found. I just mentioned it, but you can pinpoint it. Well, you can go back and check uh, Republic Broadcasting Network and check the archives. My Saturday program is Rebel Madman Radio, and uh, the of course I uh, host the uh, program on Friday afternoon, National Intelligence Report, and. Uh, I try to stay with current events, and coming up soon, I've been uh, talking with five surviving members of the USS Liberty, and I'm going to have them on the program, and we have been conversing for quite some time, and, uh, you know, they're not getting any younger. They're getting long in the tooth as well, and, of course, I had the fortune or misfortune that very same day of being at an NSA facility when the whole thing happened. And the federal government has... Oh, really? That day that the Liberty was attacked? Yeah, I was in Karamasel, Turkey, and we were on one of the uh, large NSA that captures everything you say, do, think, or, you know, pretend. Uh, But uh, we had uh, actual Hebrew linguists that were deciphering or copying down everything that the Israeli pilots said. And, of course, uh, I do know, uh, having been at the no such agency at that time, (laughs) they told us a week later that what we heard and what we saw, we didn't do it. Came directly from the president. We did not hear You didn't hear and see what you heard and saw. We didn't hear and see what we heard and saw. Don't believe your lying eyes. Take take their word for it. I've talked with these gentlemen, and the gentleman that's setting it up for us is their chaplain. And he's been their chaplain. Well, that's going to be a show that everybody's going to want to tune into because you've got the historian par excellence, uh, my friend and yours, Mike Gaddy, teaming up with uh, people of a, you know, and we've talked to him uh, too in the past, and so has Eddie, but uh, people who survived a, a literal historic event. I mean, we talk about history. They that was a historical event that they uh, lived through and suffered through. I can't wait for that show, so you're going to have to keep us posted on that. But before we run out of time in, uh, with you uh, here, Mike, and I know you got to hit the road. We've got about two minutes left. What did we experience today? What is the message from this event that you want to convey to the audience? We uh, met family. Yep. Family members we might not have met before. Gentleman over here, beautiful lady. It was a pleasure to meet them today. I, you know, and I got to... Uh, and we're all members of the same family. And, you know, it, it does something for your inner power, your inner your, your emotions. Hey, you know that old song we had, uh, the old Vietnam veteran song, I'm Not Here Alone? Well, that's the, that's the key, I think. That's a big takeaway that I always have from these events is that you have people unaffiliated with any sort of group, people from local community. They're driving down the highway. They see a big event going on completely festooned with uh, Confederate imagery and, and, the, and the battle flag and uh, all sorts of other Confederate-themed uh, visual presentations, and they're not afraid. They are not, oh, I better not go to that, better not be seen there. You had, over the course of the day, several hundred people, maybe maybe into the low thousands, that came through at some point. And again, we're talking about beautiful young families, obviously all-American, wholesome people coming here, and that's the thing. Uh, if if uh, you, you give them a chance to be who they are, it doesn't take them long to come back, and they are coming back, and we saw it today, and we saw it again. We see it every time we come here. Well, James, we true Sothrans, as it was pronounced back when, 
we have something that these people wish they had. And they hate us because we have it. Community, and, and, faith, and, and, loyalty, honor. Yeah, it's, it's, that's something that's there. It's, you know, just like uh, I, I've been kidded about uh, I don't drive on interstates. And I said, that, that's not my country. I don't like what I see on interstates. I would rather take off to rural south. Yep. I w- especially want to go through where there's more churches than there are Walgreens. The heart of Dixie still beats in the rural south, and uh, here it beats uh, quite robustly. Final word to the audience, Mike. Mike Gaddy, everybody, again, a great hero, uh, a, a great soldier. A jukebox. For, uh, <laughs> I called him a jukebox last night because he can play so many hits. He's got such a wealth of knowledge. You just put a quarter in, pick uh, you, you can pick almost any chapter of history, and he'll be able to give you – uh, a great lesson on it, but Mike, final word. Well, uh, I take that back to my grandfather who lived into his 100th year, and he's the one who told me about multiple conversations he had with his ancestors. He was born in 1883. As a young boy, he was many times played with by his ancestors who were Confederate soldiers. And so he wow. he's the one who instilled that in me at that time. And uh, it, it meant so much to me that... Uh, you know that that happened, and as I said, he lived lived to be a hundred, and uh, lived with me the last five years of his life because I made a promise to him he would never go to a rest home, and that uh, whatever it took, we'd do it, and that that was uh, you know meant a lot to me, and it taught me a lot about my own history, and it also taught me about Southern pride because the Scots-Irish, buddy, they're, they're, they're a crazy bunch. <laughs> i tell you what, but there are a crazy bunch, and we need you to live to 100 as well, Mike, because we can't spare you. Not yet. Ladies and gentlemen, the great Mike Gaddy. <laughs> Thank you. You're Thank welcome. you, Ben. Thank you, buddy. Pursuing Liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm John Schaefer. Six people are dead after a plane crashed early this morning in a field near the French Valley Airport in Murrieta, California. The FAA says the Cessna C-550 crashed and burst into flames. The plane had taken off from Harry Reid International Airport in Las Vegas. The FAA and NTSB are investigating. A January 6th rioter who used bear mace at the Capitol building is getting an easy break from a federal judge. Trump-appointed U.S. District Judge Trevor McFadden sentenced Tyler Bench to probation and 60 days of home incarceration for his involvement in the riot. Prosecutors were requesting nine months in federal prison. During the sentencing, Judge McFadden told Bench he was giving him a break and added his involvement in the riot was, quote, pretty minor. Bench's attorney said his client now hopes to start a career in law enforcement since he was only charged with misdemeanors. I'm Jim Forbes. The Biden administration will provide cluster munitions to Ukraine in its fight against Russia. It's a difficult decision. It's a decision we deferred. It's a decision that required a real hard look at uh, the potential harm to civilians. White House National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan defended the move, arguing the munitions are critical for Ukraine to defend its territory against Russian forces. The bombs are controversial as they explode, sending multiple munitions over a wide area. 
Two men, Christopher Reddick and Brandon Williams, have been arrested by Texas police for a mass shooting in Fort Worth. That shooting happened after a 4th of July celebration, resulting in three deaths and eight injuries. Reddick and Williams have been charged with murder for allegedly firing into a crowd of hundreds of people. The ongoing writer's strike has halted Hollywood film and TV production with no resolution in sight. The Writers Guild of America's contract with the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers expired on May 2nd. The strike is now in its 68th day. This is USA News. Are you or someone you love struggling with an addiction to drugs or alcohol and want to be set free from the chains of addiction? Then call Addiction Helpline America right now to get the help you need. From drug and alcohol addiction to dual diagnosis treatment, we provide a confidential helpline to help people like you get sober and live happy, substance-free lives. Treatment helped me get my life back. I was so addicted, the only person I could focus on was myself and what I needed. I hit rock bottom and lost everything. Through treatment, I was able to overcome those demons and focus on my family again. I used until I overdosed and almost died. That was the end of the road for me. After seeking treatment, I now have hope. I learned skills that help me deal with life on life's terms. 800-932-1745. 800-932-1745. 800-932-1745. That's 800-932-1745. And welcome back, everybody. The party continues here at Dixie Fest 2023. Now, I can tell you a lot of the things you missed. I mean, we're doing our best to describe it to you. But in addition to, it was really, a, a, it's, it's always a spiritual experience here. But it's, there's a lot of fun to be had, too. There was a, the biggest Confederate flag you've ever seen. We had a flag raising with a color guard a gun and cannon salute that sort of started the things off today it was literally started off with a bang this morning uh, as uh, was mentioned earlier dunking booth with joe biden food trucks axe throwing bounce house for the kids games giveaways music live bands uh people getting leather work done uh people just celebrating being in the company of of one another and a lot of live radio shows, a breakout conference with guest speakers and uh, people there assembled. Uh, there has been something for everybody today, uh, friends and family and kinsmen of all ages. And we have us, uh, we have now back with us tonight uh, the great Patrick Martin, author of A Walk in the Park, my Charlottesville story, which I understand they can't keep copies of that. It's, it's so hot. Uh, I, I had one guy say, "Did you do you know if I uh, walk in the park?" I thought I saw some earlier, but they're all gone. Uh, and of course, uh, he is the mastermind behind the honorable cause of Free South, which I know so many people listening tonight have received a copy of. And uh, I, I wanted—I told to Patrick just a moment ago during the commercial break—and I want to say it to him now and to everybody listening. What an honor it has been to have collaborated with you on that particular project. Thank it, you very really, much. You really, the honorable call. Yes, everybody, please. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. No, and working with you has been an honor in itself. I mean, really, honestly, James, you've really led this movement in many ways, um, especially with the political cesspool and just really getting the message out 
And to work with you on the book was, again, was just really an honor, along with you and, and many others. I mean, we had some fantastic contributors to that book. Like the 12 disciples. There was, <laughs> 12 is a good number for a, for a group effort. 12 is a great number. You know, uh, 12 guys changed the world, yeah. and we're hoping to, to do a little bit of the same. <laughs> That's right. Probably not as big as, as that particular group did, but uh, we'll do our best. Right. Now, uh, listen. What I'm asking this of every guest. I ask it of every guest that comes on for this particular broadcast every year. What did the audience miss in your words? Well, you know, for us, we, we the, the League of the South had its uh, conference. It's going to be doing conferences every quarter now uh, where they're going to meet in different locations of the South. And we had some great speakers today. We had Mark Tomey, who's been who's fantastic at articulating really the reason we need to divorce the South from the North, why, why the South should be a free South. Uh, we had Dr. Michael Hill, of course, who's, who's been a legend really for years, a leader, a true leader, Legal South. Uh, we had Sam Dixon, who is a fantastic speaker, even though he is an Anglo-Saxon. I'm looking at him right now. <laughs> y'all, y'all have this Anglo-Saxon, uh, Irish. Uh... That's right. That's right. Uh, and he is a truly a fantastic speaker, and I, and I do like messing with him a little bit. And of course, I spoke as well. And, and he likes to be messed with. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> and, and, and I had I had my speech as well. And my speech was. Really about why we need to, uh, even as angry as we are, as rightfully angry as we are, is now time for us to really begin building our people in a very positive way and start working on our young men and, and really developing them to become the future leaders they need to be. Now, you mentioned the breakout conference today. Great speakers, including Michael Hill. And that's another thing. I mean, and that's not just one radio show. Now you're having conferences. You're having, you know, really right. a star-studded event now with people like you and Sam and Michael and others. Uh, Mark Tommy, as you just mentioned, who every time he comes on, he just impresses the hell out of me. Yep. But uh, give people a little snapshot as to what your message was during your presentation today. Sure. You know, one of the things that's been around for a long time, you know, we, we look at everything that's happening right now. Transgenderism. We see the um, little children that are being exploited, sexually exploited. We see the manipulation around the United States in general of what's going on, the degeneracy and so forth. And we, of course, see the targeting of white people throughout the country right now you see this mass targeting and it is infuriating and it's anger it's angering and that that's healthy to have that righteous indignation it's understandable but we cannot allow it to blind us from doing what we need to do to build an alternative to be the secession movement we can be we need to start building our people our young men we need to be teaching them how to how to be men we need to teach women how to be women we need to have, we need to begin building families working together Seceding today as individuals, each one of us working towards a future that we can envision. And let's, until, we, until we start working on that future, we're not going to go anywhere. We're just going to be talking about why we're mad. There's plenty of people that are mad. We get it. We understand it. But it's, now it's time to start building on something uh, bigger and better. And that's, that's what my message is all about. One of the things that I loved about uh, the conference was how everybody was, as I am, very optimistic about the chances that we're going to have for reclamation of our destiny in the future. It's not going to happen without some tough times and some suffering, uh, but it seemed as though the consensus was what nearly, I, I don't say nearly, I mean, it was unanimous that uh, we've got a chance to, to turn this thing around within our lifetimes at this late stage of decline, that opportunities could soon present themselves that uh, have been missing for obviously many decades. Yeah, amen. It looks like the train's coming off the tracks, really. I mean, if you think about how fast this is going. Uh, the United States right now cannot meet its recruitment goals anymore. That military is starting to fall apart. The uh, U.S. economy is now, thank the Lord, that's one of my big missions, by the way, is uh, stopping U.S. military recruitment. We have a big drive going out this this fall 
to try to target uh, areas that have high recruitment, high, uh, high recruitment area potential. We're going to be targeting those areas to make sure those young men stay home and start building on trades, building families, building futures for themselves, and not becoming blood bags for Wall Street. That's what we're going to be working on this this coming fall in a very big program this fall coming up. But on top of that, too, when you look at it, the economy right now, we've got a $34 trillion debt and growing every minute. The U.S. dollar had several rounds of quantitative easing, and it, continue, it cannot control inflation. So the economy is coming off the roof. We've got bigger competitors coming around the world as far as the BRICS and so forth are concerned. And, of course, soft power as well. We no longer export our culture because our culture is a degenerate behavior, and the rest of the world is beginning to reject it. Thank the Lord for that, by the way. You know, people in Saudi Arabia and people in China and people in Malaysia and people in India do not want to see men kissing each other on screen. They just don't (laughs) want to see that kind of stuff. They don't want their little boys to to, uh, chemically castrate themselves. And so they are rejecting those movies. And so now you're starting to see the United States begin to collapse in real time. And I think as the United States collapses, this is when we need to be ready to step in and take our rightful place as a free and independent Dixie. And you laid out in the preface and in the, the, the closing remarks of the book, The Honorable Cause, a real workable path that we can be implementing in our own homes and in our own communities right now that will lead us to this outcome that we hope. And, and what do we hope for? We hope that our people can survive. We're not looking to harm or... Uh, otherwise cause suffering to anybody else, but uh, we do love our families more than we love other families. And I think that if you love other people more than you love your own kith and kin, your own wife, your own children, your own people, uh, there's something very flawed with you. Uh, but we do want our people to survive, and our people are not going to survive in this system. This system seeks to uh, destroy our faith, which will kill our people. Uh, this, I mean, it's, it's so degenerate now. It's dysgenic in many ways. It's degenerate in every way. Uh, But as you just mentioned, this latest kick with transgenderism, we have to separate. We have to be gone from this system and remove this uh, from the system. And you you lay out a way that it can practically be done in the book, The Honorable Call. So if there's anybody out there who has not yet got a copy of this book, how can they do it, Patrick? Well, they can go on Amazon. Amazon, we were able to kind of keep ourselves somewhat clean. Uh, So you can go to Amazon and buy it on Amazon, The Honorable Cause of Free South. Or you can also go to Dick's Republic. Dick's Republic carries copies of it uh, right here in Travelers Rest, South Carolina. Reach out to them. They do have copies of the book themselves. Uh, again, you can buy The Honorable Cause of Free South, 12 Southern Essays, right here at Dixie Republic. And if you're listening and if you ever have a chance to come by the store, you can pick up. And I'm looking at them right now. Again, it's radio, not television. But through my eyes, if you could see, I'm looking at copies of The Honorable Cause signed by Patrick Martin himself. Uh, I devalued it by adding my signature, but they are here. They are for sale. And, I, you know, we have had listeners all the way from Brazil that have come to this store because they've heard it on the on the political cesspool. Wow, that's fantastic. That is great. I think Scott may have met uh, our Brazilian comrades uh, when they were up here some years ago. So uh, I know a lot of people have, have not just ordered products from Dixie Republic uh, from afar, but have actually made the time, if, if they're in this area of, of the upcountry, to, to swing by. So, yes, if you are here or you can get here. Uh, or you're near here and you can be here, uh, you can get the copies right here in uh, in person. Yep, and you can absolutely. cut Amazon out. Absolutely. Which is <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're, Jeff Bezos does not need your money, but uh, we can certainly <laughs> use that Dixie Republic. So let's let's give them some support. Paul and Lynn are fantastic people. Amen. Amen. Final word, Patrick. You know, there's a lot of work to be done in 2023. Uh, because 2024 is coming about fast. 2024 will be the year in which I do not believe the Republicans will win the election. I don't think Republicans are going to save us anyway. 
but I don't think they're going to win in November. I think what's going to happen is on that first Wednesday in November, there's going to be a lot of very disappointed people wondering what happened, just like they did in 2022 with the number of Senate races. We need to be ready to take them in. We need to be ready to lead them. We need to be able to, we need to, be able to prepare them for the future that's going to happen, and that future is going to be a free South, and we want to be, make sure they're part of that. If you believe it, ladies and gentlemen, let us know it with your voice and with your applause. Do you believe that we're going to have a free South? Yeah, come on, Eddie. Yeah, we're waiting for the hand to go. There. <laughs> we will have a free South. We will. Amen. We will prevail. Patrick Martin, I'm shaking the hand of uh, the great and good Patrick Martin. Always a pleasure, James. Uh, thank thank you, you, my friend. We'll be back again, ladies and gentlemen. Sit tight. We'll be, we'll be right back from South Carolina. Find your inner rebel at Dixie Republic, the world's largest Confederate store, located in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. The anti-white, anti-Christ, anti-Southern world ends at the asphalt. Welcome to God's country. Log on to DixieRepublic.com to view our Southern merchandise, from flags to t-shirts to artwork. At the store, browse through our extensive collection of belt buckles and have a custom-made leather belt handcrafted in our Johnny Rebs gun and leather shop. That's DixieRepublic.com, where you can meet all of your Southern needs. While you're waiting, drop by our Confederate corner for a free cup of coffee and good conversation. Remember, there are no strangers here, just friends who haven't met yet. Dixie Republic, we're not just a roadside attraction, we're a destination for our people. For more information, visit DixieRepublic.com. Former Sheriff Richard Mack recounts in his book the proper role of law enforcement, how he came to realize while working as a beat cop how wrong the all-too-common orientation of police officers is when they think of their job as being to write tickets and arrest people. Richard Mack tells of his personal transformation from by-the-number cop to constitution-conscious defender of citizen safety and freedoms. Learn what it really means to serve and protect. Purchase your copy at CSPOA.org. That's CSPOA.org. Do you know what is great about America? Ask an Immigrant. Ask an Immigrant is a new podcast dedicated to helping Americans, especially our youth, value, appreciate, and be grateful for the freedoms we have here in America. Join host Lydia Wallace-Nuttle as she interviews immigrants from around the world to discover their inspiring personal stories about why they came to America. To learn more about why America is the most prosperous, greatest country in the world, download the Loving Liberty app or go to lovingliberty.net. Welcome back. We're having a great time in South Carolina, as we always do. And I meant to mention to Patrick, he just stepped out, obviously, after the last segment. But uh, when, I, when I got here this morning, we've been here since 10 a.m. And everybody knows, if you're a regular visitor to the show, I frequently complain about the sauna-type heat that we get in the, in, in the South every summer. And it was, uh, it was again, it's, uh, this was another as, as bad as it gets day in terms of the heat and the humidity. And I rolled up, and I'm in a a t-shirt and shorts one of these breathable uh, you know athletic shirts and shorts because it's just it's too hot <laughs> but Patrick I, I see Patrick and he's wearing this beautiful suit uh, you know he's just dressed to the to the hilt and uh I know he lost about 15 pounds uh, t- <laughs> today uh and he had to go home and uh, oh I, I meant to add, 
we'll have to get him back. Uh, we'll have to get him back in the second hour. I was gonna add, there, there was one other thing I wanted to, to, to make mention of with him. Uh, in addition to the heat, and now he uh, withstood it. But uh, we've got now the uh, John Hill. Uh, John Hill back for the third time this year, third time since April, in fact. Of course, uh, the closest living descendant of General A.P. Hill. Uh, third time on the radio, our first time to be together. How you doing, John? Very good. Thanks for having me. Nah, thank you for coming. And you've been doing, uh, uh, you've been making the media circuit today. I know you've been on three or four shows today, spreading the good word about your ancestor and your efforts. Mm-hmm. But before we get to that, remind everybody what you're doing and how they can be a part of uh, uh, your endeavor's success. Uh, tell the people what they missed today. Uh, it was an awesome event. Uh, I still haven't stopped sweating yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just started. Hey, you, hey, my audience knows how much I don't like. I don't like that we weren't made for this. We were made yeah. for northern European climates. But even though we've been here for 400 years, we were in Europe longer. And uh, it's, maybe at some point we'll take to this. But it hadn't quite happened yet. But I, I've sweated all day. I'm still sweating. Uh, but I've enjoyed the event so much, even mm-hmm. I, who hates this weather, <laughs> uh, it, it hasn't slowed us down, has it? Nope. I mean, if they got me an air mattress, I'd gladly live here. <laughs> 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 it's that kind of place. Yeah. So uh, what, what, how would you describe this event to the people? What have been your takeaways? Let me ask you that. Your takeaways from what you've seen, what you've experienced, the people you've talked to, uh, what's going on? Uh, Southern pride. I mean, everybody's <laughs> been happy to be here, and there's no bad apples here, and everybody's like family, and it's been a great event. Uh I, I was in conversation with somebody at some point. I've been here since Thursday, so this is, and we haven't slept since Thursday. <laughs> it's, just, it's been nonstop, one thing after another. Uh, but I, I often say I don't really believe that our enemies believe what they write uh, about no. our people. I, I don't think that they really believe that. I believe that they are so motivated by hate, and they have given themselves over to, to Satan, really, uh, that mm-hmm. they know nothing but lies. Uh, I don't know if they believe it uh, or, or not. I don't think that they do. Uh, but if any curious observer were to come and to talk to the people that are here, there is no way they could walk away saying these people are motivated by hate uh, and not love for their people and, and a love to keep their people alive and safe and protected and uh you know, continuing on. They'd the, walk out of here with a Confederate flag. Yeah, that's absolutely, that's absolutely right. And a couple right. flags. Yeah, that's absolutely right. So, uh, but you feel that, uh, you know, certainly when you're here. Yeah. With the, with the, with the company that uh, you get to meet. And every time I come here, uh, we see old friends that we've met several, you know, many times before. You always meet new friends, too. And uh, so uh, tell us why you came down, though. I mean, in addition to just obviously being, being here for the event, uh, you're here with the calls. Yeah, I drove, uh, you know, almost ten and a half hours and. 100% worth it. I came to meet you and you know do some radio interviews to uh, spread awareness about my business I started, uh, AP Hill Legacy Foundation. And you can go on the website, uh, aphilllegacyfoundation.org. And you can find me also on Twitter at, uh, at Johnny, Johnny Reb 1989 and then my Instagram is uh, Johnny underscore Reb underscore CSA. Uh, as I listen to John speak, uh, I'm hearing the band outside on on, on the front deck, and uh, it's just a wonderful, wonderful atmosphere. Uh, people coming together uh, and celebrating their identity. Now, I I was bragging about you earlier to somebody in conversation. <laughs> I don't even remember who it was, but I said, you know, this is this guy. This is what he's doing, and I said, that is an amazing thing. Honor thy father and thy mother, as we are commanded to do, uh, to I said, I, I hope. I said, there's no way it's going to happen. In 150 years, nobody will ever know that I ever existed. But I said, I wish in 150 years I had an ancestor that would travel the country raising awareness about my 
my life and, and, and what I was able to do. Now, certainly I, w- I wasn't able to do as much, <laughs> haven't been able to do as much as A.P. Hill, uh, but the fact that here you are 150 years later honoring your ancestors, that is something that is entirely commendable. I just feel it's my duty. But, but not just honoring them, but traveling and, and sweating and, and you know, speaking, you know, traveling on your own dime uh, to, to, to raise awareness and, 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 and do interviews and give speeches. And, and not just that, although you have a wonderful presentation that you give with the, a lot of artifacts from the life of General A.P. Hill, who mm-hmm. I don't want to say he's, you know, they say he's Lee's forgotten general. I mean, he, he was a, a larger than life figure. Uh, and there were a lot of Confederate generals. People say, well, there was only three Confederate generals. It was like Lee and Jackson and Forrest. That was about it. <laughs> there was a lot of Confederate generals. But A.P. Hill was uh, was was obviously a, a you know a, one at the top of the list. Uh, but uh, but he's not as immediately well known as you know some of those other names. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's what you're you're working to change. In fact, you say you want him to be remembered to, uh, right alongside General yeah, Lee. Yeah, I want him to be a household name like Lee and Jackson. The main reason why he wasn't remembered. Is as well is because uh, after he passed away, April second, eighteen sixty-five, right at the very yeah, I mean, the week last before, week of the war, the first biography to ever be written about him wasn't until nineteen fifty-seven. His wife was too upset to talk about him after the war, mm-hmm. so almost a and all of his uh, papers and journal burned up. So almost a hundred years after the war is when they finally released a biography about him. And, of course, uh, as you mentioned and as we got into with, with some detail, everybody's just coming on for a segment tonight. You were on for a full hour to Confederate History Month, came back for a follow-up interview a few weeks ago mm-hmm. for a half hour. Uh, but uh, you received the remains of A.P. Hill as he, as, as General Forrest. They had their graves desecrated. They were mm-hmm. reinterred and removed, uh, most despicable. But, uh, but I, I do say the consolation to that is uh, they have been moved to places where they can truly rest in peace. But... Um, so you are his national caretaker. You received the remains and transmitted them to where he's now been reinterred. Yeah. Uh, but you're also working uh, to put a monument up. We lament, you know, obviously oftentimes when uh, the statues and the monuments to our heroes are taken down by these wicked uh, governments and evil people. Uh, but there's going to be one that's going to be going up, a brand new one that's yes, going sir. to be made. And mm-hmm. uh, you, obviously that's what uh, that's another thing that you're working on. I feel it's my duty. I exhumed General Hill's remains. I was his pallbearer. I'm now his national guardian. I do two-hour presentations all over the country. And the main thing I want to do is raise funds to erect a monument for him. And it's going to be going to Lee Jackson Memorial Park just north of uh, Lexington. So it's going uh, Lexington. Yeah, that's wonderful. They can't have it at the cemetery, Fairview Cemetery. I guess they don't have enough room by his grave because there's a little bit of a hill and a slope, uh-huh. so they don't have room for it there. All right, but it will be put up in Lexington, which uh, obviously is a you know very historic. Uh, it's <laughs> on private place gra- too. Uh, It's private property. It's owned by the SCV, and the monument will be in my name, one hundred percent. Wow! So if anything happens, I'll have a flatbed there the next day, and it's going to my backyard. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anything's going to happen. Uh, but, no, we certainly want to have these works of art put up to where people can reflect before them and mm-hmm. uh, think about, you know, the men that they are there to to bring to mind. So what's the process of getting a monument made and erected and put up? I mean, it's not just you don't just go buy one at the store. <laughs> no, you have to uh, find a good artist. What they do is they give you a drawing, which is a rendering, and I approve of my design, and then they're going to go do, a, like, a clay sculpture. And then they make a uh, casting based off the sculpture, and then it goes to a foundry and gets poured uh, brass. And it costs usually about seventy to ninety thousand. Yeah, they're not cheap for the one I'm doing. It's going to be a six foot life size statue of A.P. Hill, and it's going to be on a smaller uh, marble base. It's not going to be up on a 
pedestal so people can actually come take pictures with him. He's going to be in a fighting position as well, something yeah. that uh, stokes the ember of uh, we got to get out there and, and, and fight for these So things. real quick, I'll say A.P. Hill hated uniforms. He hated wearing them. He wore battle shirts that were sewn by his wife. He had two single-shot horse pistols, one on each hip, two 1851 Navy Colts tucked in his belt, a large fighting knife, and a saber. And he had a slouch hat pulled low on his brow. <laughs> so he was a mini arsenal. Well, I, I, I loved getting to know him a little bit better, you know, yeah. so to speak, when you were over your original presentation back uh, uh, back in April. But uh, what are what are some of the elements of his life that we would be we would do well to emulate in our own as we continue on with this cause and uh, at home and uh, at work and on uh, the streets and wherever? His gallantry, his bravery, and how humble he was. I mean, he sees the colors. Turned to his men, said, damn you, if you don't follow me, I'll, I'll die alone, and rode into the enemy full speed, and they all followed him. And after the Battle of Fredericksburg, him and his light division donated $10,000 to the citizens, which is over $293,000 wow. today. Wow. So that was a battle we won. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if everybody could be one-eighth as good as A.P. Hill. So he's fighting the battle. He's fight, literally fighting the war and, 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 and donating giving money. Yeah. and giving money yeah. uh, to, to the people. Yeah, now that, that, is, uh, that actually is uh, a takeaway that I think that we should all apply. Go out and apply yourself. Not everybody has the opportunity to, to do what you're doing. Everybody that's on the program tonight has different talents and abilities and uh, ways to engage in the struggle. Uh, but do all of that and support the work of others. I mean, we because we are all in this together. We're yes. Uh, hang. Uh, what, what what's the old quote? We're going to hang together. We're surely hang separately. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we uh, but we're not we're not going to be doing. So any descendants of uh, Ambrose Burnside, if anybody knows, he still owes A.P. Hill eight thousand dollars that he borrowed. Could you from collect him. that now? That, well, if uh, somebody wants to donate that's related to Ambrose uh, Burnside, <laughs> they want to donate for the monument. We'll call it even. <laughs> Because that was over. That was pre-war. That'd be ten percent. Oh yeah. So you're gonna adjust so well it for inflation. Well over two hundred thousand. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll have a big monument for him. Well, you should sue the the estate. I mean, you are the heir. Yeah. So uh, that would that would get that monument funded lickety split. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, John. We got about a minute remaining before we go into our second hour, wrapping up the first hour here, and it's uh, an hour already. Does it? Does it seem like an hour? No. Uh, <laughs> Thank you for saying that. Uh, final word to the audience. Uh, um, any, any any other takeaways from the event or anything you'd like to share? Certainly plug uh, plug the information where people can uh, get on board with uh, this new monument. If you'd like to donate to uh, what Richmond stole from A.P. Hill, go to uh, aphilllegacyfoundation.org. My uh, P.O. box is on there if you want to send a check or there's a donation link. It has a biography that I typed up about A.P. Hill and some pictures and uh once I get access to a desktop, I'll add more to the website. I kind of made it all on my phone. Yeah, you, you, you showed it to me uh, the other day, uh, and you said, well, it doesn't, you know, it just kind of get started. I thought it looked really good. I thought it was really functional there was, and ready to go. There was a lot go. of swear words <laughs> involved. <laughs> you did it all over your phone. Yeah. Uh, well, give us the website one more time. APHillLegacyFoundation.org. All right. Uh, support the work. Uh, we want to raise more works of art and monuments to our heroes. It is important to remember our heroes. And uh, you are a loyal and faithful descendant Thank of you, uh, one of our heroes here in the South. John Hill, everybody, give him a big round of applause. We'll be back with the second hour next.
you've made a serious investment in protecting yourself and your family. You've purchased the gun, the ammunition, the training, and even secured a license to carry in your state. You know the Constitution and don't believe you should have to pay for a right that you already have, as written in the Second Amendment, but you are law-abiding. Now you are considering the legal defense options you should have if you ever have to use a firearm. Self-Defense Fund is a comprehensive litigation membership backing you on appeals, legal expenses, court costs, and more, up to $1 million per incident and unlimited attorney costs per member. Discover SelfDefenseFund.com for yourself. Any weapon, any state, any time. Are you prepared to bug out? Infidel Body Armor and an Army Ranger have produced a high-speed DVD and book to show you how to drive in combat, patrol, and how to survive in combat. Skills you'll need when it hits the fan. Go to DrivenDVD.com. DrivenDVD.com. You're listening to Resolution Radio. 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 ResolutionRDO.com. In ancient times, man roamed the earth in a constant state of hunting or being hunted. Introducing Caveman, where cutting-edge science meets ancient super nutrients. Secure your bottle right now at InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to the Political Cesspool on ResolutionRDO.com. Call and listen now at 607-203-5423. That's 607 203 5423. Listen, do you hear that sound? It started low, but it's getting progressively louder. Into a crescendo, even louder. Irresistible ending in an ear splitting blast of mass disruption. That's the sound of America's economic and political systems crashing to the ground. But we have a plan. We will be ready to restore political sanity. We will be ready to answer the call of productive America. We will restore America's industrial base and put America back to work. We will shut down political correctness and restore decency and positive media to America. We will save our constitution, our traditional way of life, our customs, and religion. We will restore sound money and crush the debt-based system of monetary slavery. And we will end America's foreign misadventures. We are the American Freedom Party, and we have a plan. Learn more about us, the American Freedom Party, dot U.S. You're listening to the Liberty News Radio Network, and this is the Political Cesspool. The Political Cesspool, known across the South and worldwide as the South's foremost populist conservative radio program. And here to guide you through the murky waters of the political cesspool is your host, James Edwards. Hello, welcome back, everybody, from live, uh, live remote broadcast from the upcountry of South Carolina tonight. It's our, I would say, annual show, but sometimes we come more than once a year. But uh, we are back in South Carolina. We love it, you love it, and we're loving it tonight. Now, typically what we do uh, from these events is... We give as many people time on the program as we can cycle through, and then we run out of time, and that's that's just it. We can't go anymore. But typically people get one segment per, per guest. Sometimes we do a little bit more than that. But we never call anybody back. 
but we've done a callback with Patrick Martin. It's sort of like in the acting world. If you you gotta you gotta shoot a few more scenes, you gotta do a callback. They have to come back into the studio. That's what he's done. He was outside uh, fellowshipping, and uh, I pulled him away from his company because there was something that I thought was uh, maybe the most important message, uh, and that is the spiritual nourishment that people are receiving here, and I mean it quite literally. So, Patrick, without naming names, there was something that happened today that I have not seen happen at any of these events, and it was really something that I think just goes right to the heart of who we are and what we stand for and, and the kind of people you have at this event. Tell us a little more about it. Well, you know, Mike Gaddy said that it's family here, and that's definitely what we have here. And I was blessed and honored to be asked to baptize three members of uh, League of the South to um, to go to a local creek and we baptized. We did a full immersion baptism today. Um, these are no, I know them as good Christians. I know their their heart. I know how they how they feel. I know what's in. I know who they are, and they asked me to uh, to baptize them. And I was again deeply honored to do so. Again, when you're talking about family, when you're talking about the fact that this this entire this entire event transcends so many so many things and one of them is that you know jesus christ is our lord and savior i mean that is absolutely there is no one who could tell me otherwise jesus christ is our lord and savior and and have the privilege and honor of of baptizing three fantastic really fantastic people today uh to be asked to do so was just truly a blessing and an honor and we we talk about of course the god family republic and it's in that order amen uh, and, but this was something that happened today. So in the midst of all of the activities that we've done our very best with our meager abilities to try to describe, uh, and again, it's only scratching the surface because it's really just something you have to feel. You have to be here. You have to allow your senses to be stimulated. But that was that was something that happened in addition to everything that goes on here, in addition to the, the conference speakers. Uh, a group of people left, and they went to a local creek, and there were baptisms yes. that happened as a result of this gathering today. yes that's right the spirit i mean y- you can't deny the holy spirit in fact the one sin that we know uh that is that cannot be forgiven is blaspheming the holy spirit the lord jesus christ said that himself and i think when the spirit fills really just fills a room fills an area fills a group it cannot be denied and the idea we went down to a local creek it's um maybe about seven miles down the road or so thereabouts we went into it was red clay you know the red clay we have up here and walked through the forest and found a deep enough creek, and there we were, and we sat down and baptized three people in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And it was a, a beautiful thing to watch. And again, I'm just, I'm just honored that I was asked because uh, I, if I can be, if I can pr- contribute in any way to leadership uh, as it pertains to what we're doing in the physical world, uh, that's great. But if I can also contribute in some way leading uh, in spiritual, uh, I, I absolutely, I just feel humbled. I, I I don't mean to be sensational here, folks, but I I will only tell you what's true is that I I got chills just thinking about this. It's uh, that is is it, it just again it goes straight to the heart of what we stand for and what we're here to promote. Amen. And this is a spiritual war. I mean they Amen. they hate us Amen. because they hate Christ, and that is a big component of this thing. And a people devoid of faith. Pat Buchanan writes in the Death of the West that would they try to kill the faith to kill the people the faith has to be taken out first this is a satan this, this is satan versus christian people this is what this is all about i mean this whole transgenderism stuff and all this other stuff here all this nonsense is coming out all the degeneracy it's satan this is satan now try this is this is the, the big shot this is where we're going right now this is where we're headed to 
It's one of the reasons why I believe the United States is going. The, the United States, as we know it, the physical United States, is going to collapse because it's antichrist. It's antichrist. You cannot it, absolutely. It is the definition of antichrist as written in the Epistle of John, and we know that it is a rejection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And and when we when you see things like, you know, the, the federal courts blocking laws. Uh, we just heard some good news, by the way, finally, but. Blocking laws that protect little children from chemical castration in Florida uh, or being twerked at in Tennessee, you know you're dealing with an evil system. You know you're dealing these with These people are demonic. Uh, th- these uh, people amen. are demonic. They have given themselves over to amen. their father, the devil. There, there are demons. Uh, I'm not saying the people are demons, but they are demonically possessed. I mean, when you see these grown men fully nude on the streets of America, and I'm talking about in full public in yes. front of little children, they call that pride. This is a sick and degenerate system that we want no part of. We need to be separate. There is no reforming this system. I mean, I think that's Great. the thing that people have to understand. You cannot reform a system this far gone. This system, it, it is at least two different countries. They are diametrically opposed. There will be an event that causes a balkanization and a schism, and we need to be ready and prepared for it. We've talked about that. I mean, that's something that you, we talk about in the book. We've talked about it tonight. But to know that in the midst of all of the stuff that's going on here, the food vendors, the, the bounce houses, the axe throwing, the, the speakers, the, the radio, everything that's happening here today, that at the heart of it all is our faith and is Jesus Christ. Amen. And you had people <laughs> leaving to find the nearest creek to become baptized in. That is something that I wanted to be sure not only to share but to emphasize tonight by bringing you back for a second segment. Jesus Christ is present at this event. I have no doubt about that. And he is he is present every time we have that southern flag flying. When we that have is that, his that, that is his Christian cross. That is Christian cross right there. That is a Christian cross. When you look at what are you looking at? I'm looking at the CSA battle flag. I'm looking at the uh, the Confederate battle flag. That is the that is the cross of Saint Andrew. That is a Christian cross. That is the that leads our way. The biggest flag that I've probably ever seen was raised today outside, and that is a Christian flag that is flying upon this place. And it's Christian. It's a Christian movement within our hearts right now. And when I ask people all the time, they say, "Well, we shouldn't secede." I said, "What's more important to you, preserving the union, or preserving constitutional principles that are predicated on biblical values?" This is it. This is it. Preserving this corrupt system, yeah. what we, whatever our government is, the the fifty states as we know it, or preserving our people, preserving our very right. spiritual lives. Amen. Amen. Uh, hey man, you can't. You can't. You, you, it's it's one or the salvation. other. It's one or the other. It's one or the other. It's it. You can you can keep the territorial integrity of these United States, but you're going to go down with the ship with it, and, and they're going to those Satanists. They're they're, they're going to keep pulling you down with them until they bring you into hell with them. Or you can break away now. You can secede now. You can work the secession now, and we can preserve the constitutional values that we love, and we can definitely preserve the biblical norms and the biblical values that we love, and we do love Jesus Christ, and that is guaranteed in that in that flag and in amongst our people. This is it, and and you preserve your culture, you preserve your heritage, you preserve your yes. soul. Yes, sir. You will not go to the devil's hell along with the rest of these criminally corrupt and degenerate, evil, demonically, I believe, possessed people. Uh, and, and again, that that that, that is something that uh, this is a Christian show. Obviously, we have people on that don't share the faith. I I, I love them as brothers in the cause, uh, but when you have people who who are checking all the boxes, that's that's particularly special. Pull it in, brother. Pull it in. I mean, this is a spiritual war, and we need to lead it. We need to be able to fight. I am shaking the hand of Patrick Martin once again. What a powerful segment, and what uh, what a what a a message to share with the audience tonight about things that are happening today and things uh, that we have uh, been witness to. We'll be right back.
Yellow Pill Publishing is America's leading publisher of dissident books, bringing you a wide variety of new translations and original works on every subject from the Spanish Civil War to the funding behind the transgender movement. Antelope Hill publishes books that mainstream publishers won't touch, full of information that challenges the political status quo and brings real culture to the reading public at an affordable price. If you count yourself as a political dissident, then you owe it to yourself to check out the Antelope Hill catalog with exclusive offerings like Rebel Mountain by Kurt Eggers, a brand new reprint of the infamous You Gentiles by Marie Samuel, and now the treatise of a January 6th prisoner in the American regime, there is something there for everyone, and new titles are added every month. Check out the complete catalog today at antelopehillpublishing.com. That's antelopehillpublishing.com. I'm James Edwards, and I want you to check out antelopehillpublishing.com. In the medical field, IT security is crucial. Our highly skilled consultants are HIPAA certified and have 20 plus years of experience servicing medical clinics, billing and supply companies. We offer comprehensive endpoint protection, guarding your computers and servers against all stages of threats. And with our 24-7 monitoring services, you'll never worry about extensive downtime again. Ready to level up your IT support? Call 801-706-6980 today and discover how great IT services can be with managed IT services. Have you ever heard of Loving Liberty Ladies? Well, the Loving Liberty Ladies are here to help you learn our American heritage and the way it affects today's society. The Loving Liberty Ladies also have a discussion guide called Proclaim Liberty. And with this guide, you can start your own group in your hometown. Get yours today on our website at lovingliberty.net. Look for our lesson supplements, too. They're free. To hear all the special offers and to join the fight for freedom and liberty, please go to lovingliberty.net. Well, there's a lot of, there's a, a few people, I, I can't say a lot, but there's a few people that I could say we would not be here without, did I word that right? We would not be here without Scott. We would not be here without Mance Jolly, who opened the show tonight. We would not be here if it were not for Sam Bushman, who is the owner of the Liberty News Radio Network, and he is here live tonight. Now, I'm embarrassed to say this. Of all the years that Dixie Republic has been sponsoring this show, it has to go back, what, Scott, about 15 years and for all these years, we had talked about coming up and doing an event, and it was not until 2020 that it, it finally happened, and Sam Bushman somehow made it to Dixie Republic before I did. <laughs> yeah, that's because I believe in Christ, and I have constitutional will travel, buddy. <laughs> uh, but uh, Sam is touring uh, the South uh, for a variety of different reasons. He's going to be uh, in Memphis for an event next week, so he flew in early uh, because he was going to be in Memphis anyway. He flew in a couple of days early so he could uh, take on Dixie Fest because it was just so happy. That's like that scheduled. old Thin Lizzy song, the boys are back in town and I had to come. Well, you can <laughs> the boys are back in town. You flew into Memphis <laughs> and we spent uh, eight hours on the road on Thursday. Uh, we had uh, dinner get together on Thursday night all day long yesterday, Friday, if you're listening live, if you're listening to the archives, it was Friday, uh, July the 7th. And let's just start there. Uh, we had a magnificent day of brotherhood. We went to the local Confederate museum here in the upcountry, and we learned a whole lot of stuff. We saw a whole lot of cool stuff, too, didn't we, Sam? 
Yeah, our buddy Hunter and his father took us through there and gave us a personal tour. And I'm telling you, it was something to behold. Ladies and gentlemen, you got to understand, a lot of museums are like, yeah, we got a replica of this, and we got a small down version of that, and we got... These people have the real deal, James. It was impressive. Their knowledge was just out of this world. The spirit there was incredible. The knowledge was just, I mean, I was just listening and learning, well, that, soaking up knowledge and information as fast as I could, buddy. And there was a lot of information that was shared, and I should say that you just mentioned their names. Uh, some of the principals at that museum are fans of the program and fans of the network. And uh, they gave us a little private tour, and the presentation was just so good. It was charismatic. It was knowledgeable. It was fun. It wasn't just dry history. It gave you hope. You got to lay hands. I saw Sam Bushman holding a legitimate Confederate musket with the bayonet affixed. Oh, yeah, man. I that was used in action. I the rebel yell, but they said to just kind of contain myself. <laughs> it was used in action. Killer. You saw uh, and got to put hands on a cannon that Stonewall Jackson himself had seized. You saw the original Declaration of Independence uh, for the state of South Carolina from the Union, uh, and we were looking at that. Yeah, what do they call that, the We Out document? <laughs> uh, well, we could call it that. But, you, I mean, this was something that is just a priceless treasure, and we were right there hands-on uh, with the – the actual instrument that was used, yeah, and we got the South collegiate Carolina. historical uh, education about it, and everything with a with a commentator that was just top notch. I mean, it was tremendous. Uh, and and we could go on and on and on about that. But and we've talked about the fellowship today. But I specifically wanted to wait, my friend, to bring you on after what you heard from Patrick Martin. So we know, and we were joking about this yesterday. Uh, we we are wondering how long it will take for the SBLC or some of their offshoot, some of the lesser-known SPLC wannabes, uh, to write this article about Sam Bushman being at Dixie Republic and Sam Bushman being at an event like this. Because there's one guy who just writes about everything you do. He's like your scribe. He, yeah, he like just your, loves me. The more your, he talks about me, the better. It reminds me of old Red, you know. Come on, we're going to have a little fun. <laughs> you know, I'm just telling you right now, every time they want to release an article, I just have absolute fun, James. You know that. Well, they're gonna So I just say, you know what, I welcome it. Bring it on. Let's talk about the issues. Let's do it. If you're going to slander me, get my name right well the slander certainly uh, always uh, always there and, and, and will still be coming but i specifically wanted to have you on after patrick martin shared that particular message because again you're all about god family country and uh talk about the kind of people you've met now of course the media the system uh these left-wing antichrist organizations will say Everybody here is motivated by hate. the real hate. Obviously, there's a lot of projection going on. The real hate is by them. They they hate uh, a certain unique people. They want to extinguish them. But uh, talk about how faith really motivates this group, if you don't mind. And I don't want to put words in your mouth. No, you're you, right. You agree that? Look, there's a lot of people here who have different beliefs, right? They they have different theological differences. They have different uh, forms of Christianity. Some are more Christian than others. Uh, some, you know. But everyone to a person that I've talked to, and I've talked to dozens and dozens and dozens of people today, um, and to a person, they have this abiding faith in what matters. God, family. Uh, when we say country, you know, that's a debatable term, right? But, but country, in my mind, means a like-minded people that believe in and have a commonality by which they can cooperate together in a civil fashion. They don't have to agree on everything. In fact, Michael Gaddy and I had a throwdown debate earlier. But you know what? We left each other giving each other a hug, saying it's all right, brother. It's all good. Because you know what? That's what we're talking about. We can agree to disagree. Well, the founding fathers we did that too. We can have civil 
It goes, it goes as far yeah. as to say the founding fathers hated each other, but they came together and did something remarkable. Yeah, and, and we can do the same is the point. And so all I'm telling you is there is a Christian camaraderie here. There is a general understanding. There is a code of ethics that we're all involved in that I think, pardon the pun, trumps um, just about anything, James. And I think that's that'll be the ties that bind, right? Well, I, I, yes, I mean, yeah, we, we, we hope so. But uh, there is a tie that binds. It begins with the faith, and then it goes to our people. Again, as you say, a people yeah, a with big a common family, a common culture, traditions, heroes, etc. Common, like man's common jolly soil. said, "Hey, we're all friends. You just haven't met some of them yet, right?" We started the show. We started the day today with your show at 10 a.m. There's been nonstop radio from this event for I don't know how many hours that's been now. That's uh, what about eight? That's because uh, radio gets results, hours. buddy. Uh, it, it's 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 really a, an interesting thing how big uh, this has grown over the last, and it's only a, a relatively new endeavor. Just three years of of having these particular Dixie Fest events in the summer, um, in this merciless climate, as I believe. Uh, oh it, it, yeah. It was, uh, who who was it? It was so. Was it? It wasn't. Je, was it Jeb Stewart? Not not Jeb Stewart. Uh, maybe it was Jeb Stewart. Maybe it was Pendleton. Somebody. One of the Confederates said it was a merciless climate. He was right about that. It is, but it doesn't break the spirit of any of us. You see people running around here having a fantastic time. No, we're having a great time. And, well, let me just ask you this. The people you've met, describe them for the SPLC and the ADL and the CIA and all the FBI and all of those people that are tuned in. All right, in so you want me to basically write their pronouns. You ready? <laughs> God-fearing, family-loving, faithful, freedom-embracing, government-rejecting. Saints, unrighteous government who believe in the proper role of government according to their own understanding, right? I think you you did uh, you you came uh, pretty close to the mark a little bit better than that actually you hit it right on the head with with the yeah well, the only all... thing I would add to that is real men and real women that know what they are. <laughs> you know what I mean? We can keep going down that line, well, but certainly but that. it all encompasses in God, family, and, and that which they believe in, though. It's, it's, it's their faith in a better world that they're trying to build. Right? Are we better off with the people that you've met this weekend uh, steering the ship or the current system and regime? Are you serious? You're going to ask a question <laughs> like that? Come on now. The, the system we've got now, they're ready to run it into the ground and destroy everything that our, our forefathers and we have built and gave everything for. We must stand together and preserve it. You know, there's a bunch of T-shirts here, thousands of them. One of them, uh, man's brought out to me that was his favorite, and it says this, just stand. I couldn't say it better myself. Two words. That's what we got to have, and we got to have it now, James. That just is what you have done, stand. and I have complimented you about that this weekend, is to just stand. So few people will stand when any pressure at all is applied for their own beliefs, and you, Sam, stand on a principle of free speech that you will defend to the hilt for people that not you don't necessarily believe in all the way. And I'm not talking about us. I'm just talking about in theory. Uh, you, you would do that, and you have done that. Yeah, because people have a right to their own beliefs, even if they're not mine. Like Michael Gowdy and I, we have different beliefs. He doesn't believe in the Constitution, and I do. But you know what? I'll defend his right to say it. <laughs> no, listen, he admits that. But I'll defend his right to say it and believe it and think it if he wants to. Right? I will defend that right to the death, because he has every right to his own conscience, sir. All right. Well, we can certainly agree on that. You you stand with people, and that's and, and because of course they want to have this divide thing where well well this guy's a little bit too right. You better part company with him. Well, then we'll trim the sales a little bit more. You better part company with this Not guy. Not happening. All, all of a sudden, you're 
who can you be in proper league with? Uh, a Marxist, an atheist, a transgender? Yeah, I mean, and see, I say I know Michael's heart, and I know he's a good guy, and we can disagree on those things. We can set it aside. It's all right. I know where his heart is, and his heart is to build a better future. That's where his heart is. Well, Mike Gaddy's a great yeah. guy. You're a great guy. Both uh, longtime personal friends of mine. I even throw down debates with James. Sometimes I start debates just for fun. <laughs> Come on. Now. Oh, how much fun did we have on the eight eight hour that turned into an eleven hour drive because of the traffic in Knoxville? How much fun did we have on that? Well, drive? by the grace of God, go we. We saw a bunch of wrecks. We weren't in any of them. So thank heavens for that, right? But we we were cutting up all the way, and we're here to celebrate Dixie. Amen. Amen. We can all agree I'm with that. I'm saying Dixie, baby. Celebrate Dixie, ladies and gentlemen. Dixie O'Hara is right You are here. listening to the political cesspool. <laughs> USA News, I'm John Schaefer. Six people are dead after a plane crashed early this morning in a field near the French Valley Airport in Murrieta, California. The FAA says the Cessna C-550 crashed and burst into flames. The plane had taken off from Harry Reid International Airport in Las Vegas. The FAA and NTSB are investigating. President Biden is defending the decision to provide cluster bombs to Ukraine in its fight against Russia. The Pentagon announced the move on Friday despite concerns from human rights groups and U.S. allies that the bombs will lead to more civilian casualties. Cluster bombs explode in the air over the target and drop dozens of smaller bombs over a wide area. A high-stakes trip overseas is continuing for a high-ranking member of the Biden administration. USA News' Tim Berg has the details. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen is continuing her travels in Beijing in efforts to smooth the relationship between the United States and China. Let me be clear that while the U.S. has differences with the Chinese government, these are not disagreements with the Chinese people. In fact, we're proud to have millions of Chinese immigrants in the United States who enrich our communities. Yellen speaking there during a lunch with a group of female economists and entrepreneurs. The Treasury Secretary will be leaving China on Sunday. Arizona is not expected to get a break from what the National Weather Service in Phoenix says could rival some of the worst heat waves the area has ever seen. People telling Fox 10 Phoenix they either love it or hate it. I think it's yucky. <laughs> I'm glad I work inside. I enjoy coming out here and getting a sweat. Excessive heat is expected for at least another week. SpaceX successfully launched another set of 48 Starlink satellites into orbit using a Falcon 9 rocket. The launch took place yesterday afternoon at Vandenberg Space Force Base in California. This is USA News. Would you like to hear better for as little as 10 cents a day? Now you can with the all-new Audion hearing aids. The average hearing aid lasts about three years. Ours at only $99 a pair means you're paying as little as 10 cents a day to hear better. And to make things even better, we'll give you a 45-day money-back guarantee. Skip the doctor and get hearing aids delivered straight to your door. We've eliminated all the middlemen to offer you a factory direct price of only $99 a pair. Join over 300,000 people just like you who took advantage of our 45-day trial offer. Now you can hear better, too, for just 10 cents a day. Call now and order your $99 pair of Audion hearing aids with a 45-day money-back guarantee. 
Plus, get free three to five day shipping. 800-479-8524. 800-479-8524. That's 800-479-8524. Well, I tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, we've got a treat for you now. His first time, his first appearance at Dixie Republic. I'm not even going to shake his hand. I'm going to give him a hug. Yes, sir. Hey, give him a big round of applause before he's ever even introduced. Co-host of TPC for what, about 15 years? 15. This is my illegitimate son. (laughs) (laughs) Now, my dad's listening, you know. Uh Oh, hey, I'll take that back. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, standing uh, right here on my right flank is Eddie the Bombardier Miller. A rebel yell. Woo! (laughs) He's given his own rebel yell tonight. Uh, We've never had a solo rebel yell. It's normally a chorus. Your solo, solo go, act. I had to go with with, with you got to go, go with spirit. <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot of that going around yes, here tonight. Yes. Well, Eddie, I mean, people were asking. We we've shared the story so many times. We were talking about it last night at supper because we've been here uh, since Thursday and we haven't slept since Wednesday night. That's but for damn sure. <laughs> tell them if I'm lying. You you are telling the dead the dead truth. How tired yeah. are you? I, I I'm fired up. I'm proud. I'm, I'm having a wonderful time, the best time of my life. In fact, I'm not going to say what I heard, but I told James, I'll tell him on the way home, it'll be top secret. I just heard a story from this lady right here. It made the whole damn trip. If I hadn't heard anything else, it would make the whole trip worth it. I, I, I promise to God. She's going to come on next time. Next time. <laughs> next time. But uh, anyway, Eddie, hey, listen, you know, we were telling the story about how we first got together. Even it even yeah. predates the political cycle, yes, which is 19 years old. So that's a long time ago yeah. now. Eddie was yeah. young back then. Yes, <laughs> I was, I was but, a young buck then. Well, you man. tell the story. I've told it so many times. You say it in your own words. Well, you know what? Uh, oh, James was running for some kind of political office. What was it? Was it this d- district state 7? legislature? State legislature. District 97. District 97. Okay. Well, you know, uh, James was covering uh, the entire area. He he never missed a house because I used to uh, campaign with James with this guy named Austin Farley. And we worked our butt off. We didn't miss a Well, that was, that was after. You're, you're, yeah. you're going a couple of years into the future. Yeah. Talk we, about how we first, the, the first meeting. The very first meeting, James was doing this political thing, and he put this brochure on my on my uh, house. I'm running for office. I was a budding governor, but the Lord wanted me to go into radio. So That's he, right. He gave me a resounding defeat, 80 to 20. He wanted you to beat me. <laughs> but, anyway, but anyway, and so I said, I like this platform. I'm going to I'm going to work for this guy. So Jay, they had a, pa- a campaign headquarters up near my house. It's, there was a uh, a sandwich shop up there. Now what is it? Uh, what is that name? Subway. Of that? Subway. <laughs> so the camp- Subway's camp- in my old campaign headquarters. Yeah. So I'm up there, and uh, I put a note on his door. Just an old redneck. Just an old redneck note. And uh, I said, Hey man, I like your platform. Hey, I'm 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 with you. I'm going to work with you. So we. Uh, James got back. That was in two, that was in the summer of two thousand two. Yes, I was twenty two years old. I was running for the Tennessee State House of Representatives, <laughs> and well, that was an offshoot of the Buchanan campaign. Yes, yes, because I met so many people during the Buchanan campaign. I wanted to keep fighting. I was like, I, I'm not going to accept the fact that yeah. Pat's not president. I want to keep fighting. Yeah. We all work. The people that I had met through that campaign. Would you support me if I ran for the Tennessee State House? And the Buchanan campaign led to that. Now, even though we lost, now listen. 
You've heard the story before. I'm 22 years old. I'm running against the Speaker of the House. Yes. But I think I'm going to win. <laughs> you know, I, I thought think, you were going to win. I think I'm going to win. I thought you were going to win. But I got 20%, which was the most, the highest percentage of the vote that an independent had gotten seeking that particular office. Uh, but we worked our butt off. And 20% as an independent <laughs> with no name recognition, no anything. Uh, I look back on it now. That was actually pretty good. But, of course, I thought I was going to get 50% plus one. <laughs> and so the night of the uh, election, I was watching the news. I was watching the election results. I was like, oh, my God. But it led me into radio. Because had it not been for that campaign, we wouldn't have gotten the call. That's we raised true. just enough of a profile in the local community to get a call to start our own radio show. <laughs> and that's the political cesspool, and that's 19 years. And we were out of the bean field. No, we, 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 I tell you, we started a radio show. We were out. We, we had a radio uh, studio out in this place we call the Beanfields in Tipton County, Tennessee. Uh, it, it was butted right. It was an old, old building. It butted right up against the Wolf River. People deer hunted, rabbit hunted in, in, in cotton fields and bean fields. We would get found sweet come in there. This is no, no, no kidding. There would be snakes would get in there. A snake shorted out the printer. A snake shorted out the a whole A snake shorted out the whole studio. The whole computer. The whole radio station. Yeah. And, and you know what? One time we had Art Frith, O.R. He was a Navy chief. and uh, He was our producer, yes, engineer. Was. We called him uh, the Lord of the Board. And That's he was right. sitting there running the board one night, and this snake <laughs> came out of the ceiling right over his board. I mean, and we killed Walsh in there. There, there was time the air conditioner went off. And you want to <laughs> talk about – we talk about this being hot and miserable. Yeah. Being, being a parked car with yes. the door shut yes. in 115-degree – In our underwear. It just was so sweating. <laughs> We've done all kinds of radio. To get, but anyway, anyway, we're not here to retell those old war <laughs> stories. But I'm just saying, we go back a long time. Yes, we do. How does it stack up to what you've experienced this weekend? I'll tell you From what. From the museum to it's, the ride up here itself with Sam Bushman, uh, the museum yesterday with Rich Hamblin, uh, and everything we've experienced it's, today. I'll tell you what. It was, it, the whole thing was a package. We picked Sam and Sam and his wonderful uh, uh, son-in-law up. Zach. Uh, Zach. And... Uh, you know, the ride was up here. I thought it was a ride from hell because it took forever. We had so many wrecks. But I really enjoyed it. Enjoyed talking to Sam and to Zach. And I, I know they love me so much. And they, t- they sit even with all my flaws. But when we got up here, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do have flaws, believe it or not. But, you know, we got up here, and I said, talk to James and him. I got to get up early, early the next morning to do my run. And But uh, I was so bad, deep. Uh, hey, what do you think down. about the upcountry of South Carolina? Oh, the upcountry of South Carolina is great. I love that, that uh, the Reedy the Reedy River. I love that. I ran by the Reedy River trails this morning. But, yeah, the people, this this area right here, I love it. Everybody that comes in here, James, as you well know, they're all of one one spirit, one soul. I'd say most of them Christian. Uh, we, all, we love the South. We love blood and soil. Uh, you were here, and we, we despise this. We despise this A, B, D, G, L, L, B, G, T, all that crap. If they literally it, have taken it, it, that acronym expands. Yes. They have half of the alphabet. There's like now. 34 with of them. With a plus symbol. Yeah. I, I mean, there's so many of them. <laughs> but, you know, uh, and and I've heard so many upbeat speeches here tonight, so many upbeat talks, starting from the very beginning this morning. And the one positive note I get out of it is everybody, it's not this downcast, oh, we're going to lose when beat. If, if, even you said, we think we're going to win in the end, and I think we will too. But I love the fact that everybody here, they're they're not only just proud of their race, they're being white. They they put it out there. 
I mean, look at all this. Beautiful. And Christian to the core. Yes. Now we have we have friends and fans and supporters who are do not share the faith, but they are our brothers in other yes, ways. They and are. We value them and we love them and we'll fight with them and we'll fight That's for true. them. Uh, but this is a very special, super special and spiritual fellowship. That and I we're can't wait. Here. We'll ride home. We'll be together again. We'll ride what another ten hours back home. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be raising hell on the way home too. I got to tell another one more story. I was up at Montgomery Bell some sometime several years ago. And uh, I was coming home. I stopped in this uh, Love's truck stop to get some gas and, and some coffee. And I just went up and I said, hey, much is this? Where's your dark roast coffee mm. or something like that? This is a great story. Now, listen, this is a great story. This is nowhere. Eddie the Bombardier Miller in the middle of nowhere at a gas station. <laughs> All right, This is not affiliated with any event. He's driving home from an, an event Yes. Uh, many, many miles away from the event. He's Two in a gas in station. What happened? This is a great story. And I said, oh, where's, where's the, uh, you got dark roast coffee, you got this, got that. And somebody said, say that again. I said, you got any dark roast coffee? Uh, he said, are you, are you the bombardier? <laughs> I said, well, I don't know what to say. I said, well, am I going to get shot? Or? I said, yeah, you bet your sweet butt I'm the bombardier. What about it? He said, man, <laughs> I listen to your show. Every single Saturday, man. <laughs> y'all, y'all are the best show on the face of the earth. Random you're, gas station. You're my hero and all this kind of stuff, man. <laughs> Random gas station and, attendant recognizes his voice from the political cesspool. And I didn't even have to pay for the coffee. <laughs> yeah, it was on the house, my God. How about that story, ladies and gentlemen? Hey, another story we had. Samuel over here. Sam the man. The Mormon Pope. <laughs> we were coming home. We got to tell the story again. We went up to Missouri, me and old James. Oh, this is too good of a story. And, you know, we went up to pick up one of our buddies who was being baptized. He was being baptized into the Mormon faith. Oh, Ark, uh, not Ark, but uh, Felat. The Copperhead. Yeah, the Copperhead. And we were up there. They did all their baptism stuff and everything. And so we were coming back at Old Ark 30 in the morning. We were some podunk place. And this, we came from Missouri all the way back to Memphis. And Sam was hankering for some ice cream. So we stopped in this, uh, this dead gum service station out in the middle of nowhere. It, but this place, in, in, uh, they had a Baskin-Robbins place in there inside the service station, but it was closed. This is a, one of the all-time great stories, Sam. You know this. And Sam loves it. And Sam was a hanker for some ice cream. So I told it was the closed. Dude, it was locked. Yeah. I said, hey, man, we need some ice cream. He said, we can't open it. The staff that uh, does this, the Baskin-Robbins are not here yet. I said, well, we don't. I, I got to talking to him, you know. I turned on the old bombardier charm. <laughs> and, you know, that sucker opened up the ice cream place. It was closed. He gets the key, opens the door, goes in there. And I still remember, me and James got the chocolate and peanut butter. And <laughs> Sam, with as brilliant as he is, he can't even remember, what the hell? What's wrong with you, Sam? You fuck, what ice cream you got, man? But anyway, <laughs> no, but anyway we, had a ball. we had so much fun coming home. And, you know, uh, the first time we ever met Sam uh, in person, we were up at the Andrew Jackson's home. And it was yeah. the first time I'd been there. I've been to the Hermitage twice. Once with Pat Buchanan, once with Sam Bushman. <laughs> and <laughs> how about that? That story. We were struggling to get the child seat out of the back of your car. 15 minutes, we couldn't budget. And Sam, the blind guy, says, hey, let me take a crack at it. In five seconds, he hit the damn thing out. Well, that's because he's got 25 kids. But we'll be right back. (laughs) Find your inner rebel at Dixie Republic, the world's largest Confederate store, located in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. The anti-white, anti-Christ, anti-Southern world ends at the asphalt. Welcome to God's country. 
Log on to DixieRepublic.com to view our Southern merchandise from flags to t-shirts to artwork. At the store, browse through our extensive collection of belt buckles and have a custom-made leather belt handcrafted in our Johnny Rebs gun and leather shop. That's DixieRepublic.com, where you can meet all of your Southern needs. While you're waiting, drop by our Confederate Corner for a free cup of coffee and good conversation. Remember, there are no strangers here, just friends who haven't met yet. Dixie Republic, we're not just a roadside attraction, we're a destination for our people. For more information, visit DixieRepublic.com. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies, John 8:44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then, the more they use the lie, the more they reproduce the lie. The more spiritual power they get. Now look, the media is a lie multiplier. And this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast. That power protects the cells of the beast from prosecution. Why isn't Hillary in prison? She is protected. We must restore our national relationship with God. Truth is sacred in the kingdom, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. Isaiah 9, 6. A message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. Ladies and gentlemen, let me just remind you how much I love you. <laughs> I mean that sincerely. Everybody listening tonight who gives us the opportunity to, a lot of them are here tonight, but uh, there are so many more listening uh, who give us the opportunity to broadcast with your love offerings, as we call them, uh, your tithes, as my pastor said, don't give until it hurts, give until it feels good. <laughs> and uh, so many of you have. It is a tough economic time right now. Uh, with this rampant inflation, nearly double-digit in inflation, and the cost of living, the cost of goods, food, gas, real estate, you name it, it's all through the roof. I know a lot of people are feeling the pinch, and we, we've felt it too. I mean, we, we have bills. Uh, the price of our bills only go up no matter where our donations fall. It only gets more expensive to produce the political cesspool every year. But I want to thank again. Everyone who uh, contributed during our second quarter fundraising drive, which just wrapped up at the end of June, uh, we are here for at least another quarter. <laughs> we, we take it quarter by quarter for 19 years, and uh, we'll reassess the situation in the fall. But uh, I want to thank everybody who contributed, and uh, uh, we, we are still sending out those incentive gifts. I've been on the road since uh, we had the 4th of July, and then we left immediately afterwards to come to South Carolina. And uh, so we still have many uh, packages and orders, uh, gift incentives to fulfill. I actually delivered one tonight uh, to this uh, cavalier over there. Now, I say he looks like a cavalier. He's a bore. He's a bore. Uh, but I, I saved $9.95, which is a priority mail shipment, <laughs> by hand-delivering it to Rich uh, and Janice Hamblin, our, our, our dear friends. Uh, but uh, we'll be getting more in the mail next week uh, for anybody who has not yet received their token of our appreciation. But I have with us now right uh, here with me Kyle McDermott. Yes, I'm here. How are you doing tonight? Uh, 
you are very well dressed, my friend. You are Thank in you. sailor white pants. Yes, I am. Black shoes and a red shirt that has one word across the breast: secede. That's correct. It also has a uh, on on the right there. It's got a little Dixie Dixie Republic advertising. I always thought that was a crescent moon, but it's not. No, it's some sort of a protection for the neck for the I mean, neck i forget what it's you look called. at the uh flat state flag of south carolina you see the palmetto tree and what we always thought was a, a crescent, moon right. a crescent moon but right. it is a uh it comes from the french i believe uh one of these neck protectors correct yes uh, what's it called courget and my uh, rich can pronounce it for us because uh, scott can't hop the uh, the the bar there it's a gorget. Gorget. Okay. Gorget. Well, I should have known to have asked Rich because he knows everything. He really does. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, but anyway, my friend, you are the author of the book that is for sale here on site for $18.95. Yes, it is. That is a premium. Yes. The Declaration of White Independence by Kyle McDermott. You have the Gadsden flag. Don't tread on me. The cold rattlesnake. Uh, we need our people to be like that. That's right. The Declaration of White Independence by Kyle McDermott, and he is on with us right now. Tell us yes. about the book. Well, um, the book is basically, uh, in part, a rewrite of Jefferson's original declaration. Um, and the way I work cosmology into the book is by discussing uh, Jefferson's phrase, phrase, the laws of nature and nature's God, and discussing where the laws of nature come from and how they became to how they came to exist. And um, and basically, the book is, is an explanation and a takeoff of the following rewrite, which is we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all the peoples of mankind are created morally equal, that each is endowed by the creator with certain inalienable rights, that among these rights are life, liberty, and the perpetuation of their kind. Now, when you, when you read Jefferson's Declaration with that rewritten, rewritten paragraph in that form, it's what he really meant. He, Jefferson talks about um, merciless Indian savages within the Declaration of Independence. Not, not only were the races not equal in the Declaration of Independence, he was not talking about universal humanity equality Correct. because not n no two people are equal. Of, no two white people are equal. No, and no as a matter of fact, the Declaration of Independence wasn't even granted to all white people. That's correct. Because white indentured servants were, in fact, not included. That's right. It was originally white men of property. But he's, of course, talking about free white men are equal to King George under God, I and mean, that that was that was a whole thing. It wasn't talking about every every race of humanity. Pygmies are equal to right. Swedes and no, so on. No, of course and so not. Forth. Of course not. Although I do think in the larger in the larger context, he had in mind that the, the peoples of mankind are morally equal in, in the sense that each has a right to a homeland. And to pursue their, yeah, own their, now, their own destiny, now we're talking. In their own destiny in their own way. So, uh, what conclusion do you draw in your book, The Declaration of White Independence? Well, the, the conclusion I draw is that we are losing our rights right now. We're losing our homeland. We're losing everything that was fought and sacrificed for in this country. That and the generations that, that that sacrificed and built this country, it's, it's being stolen from us, and it's being stolen us from us in the name of a false equality, a, a, the false 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 god of equality that doesn't exist and never will exist and can't exist. And it's being sold to us under, under verbal warfare. Uh, for example, diversity uh, is divide and conquer. Multiculturalism uh, is a uh, balkanization. These words are used as weapons against us. And the book ex explores that and talks about that. And further, uh, the, the book is also an expl explication in part of cosmology in the sense that the laws of nature and nature's God had an origin. And that origin was in the Big Bang. 
And I refer to the Big Bang as the Big C because teleology was embedded within that, and the universe expanded from a point the size of a P. We all, everything you look at in the universe, inside of you, outside of you, came from that small, tiny point of origin. And the, the best way to characterize that expansion of space-time matter energy as, as, as a teleological seed, not a bomb exploding, which somehow miraculously resulted in our existence. It doesn't make any sense to think of it that way. Yeah, what created the bomb? I mean, well, it's right. a whole different uh, conversation. It's not, and again, just but I wouldn't characterize it as a bomb. It's, it's a seed. It, it, it sprouted. It grew. All right. How can people get the book? Well, it's available here at the, the Dixie Republic here in Traveler's Rest in South Carolina. It's also available on Barnes & Noble. How about that? Amazing, isn't it? It was, <laughs> it was only big. But not for very much longer well, after let's, tonight. <laughs> well, please, let's not go there. But it was a, Hey. I want to ask you about something else, sure. my friend. We're talking with Kyle McDermott here, author of the Declaration of White Independence. You were at the Trump rally yes, in Pickens, South Carolina, a week ago today. A week ago today. I was in the front and row. You were in the front row the front at a row. Donald Trump. Listen to this, ladies and gentlemen. He was in the front row of a Donald Trump rally a week ago today wearing this beautiful yeah. red shirt secede with shirt. the word that says secede right across the breast. Yes. What was your experience there? My experience is that it was hot. <laughs> and it was hot. There were people dropping like flies. But I will say this. I know I made eye contact. What time did you get there to get that front row seat? 5 a.m. 5 a.m. Yeah, but so, listen, that's not that's not 5 a.m. Right. Some people got there like uh, the night before. Yeah, so, so I, I can't really brag about that. But, but you uh, still got front row. I still got front row. I wore my way. Up How to far front. away were you from the president as uh, as you are from me right now? I would say about um, 10 times as far from you as so uh, 10 feet. Yeah, because we're a foot away. Yeah, the only person between me and Trump was the Secret Service agent. That 10 was feet away from Trump. Yeah. A week ago today. And I want you to know that I One foot away from James Edwards, 10 feet away from Trump, a week ago today. You've had a, a hell of a week. I was, it's, been, <laughs> it's been a hell of a week. I, I made sure that my, my T-shirt was prominently displayed, and I pointed out. Secede. Secede, right. So he's, for what it's worth, he saw the shirt. Now, he saw the shirt. He saw the shirt. Were you one of the ones that booed Lindsey Graham? I booed as loud as I could. <laughs> I booed as loud as I could. I screamed rhino and traitor. And I, th I, th I think you, if you listen to the audio, you can hear my voice. I think it was me. Well, we actually played it. It was the network news break at the bottom of the hour, and I, I was oblivious to it. We yeah. were live on the radio last week, obviously, last Saturday night, and a network news break pops in, bottom of the hour, and it's talking about president trump's rally in Pickens, south carolina which is just about you know 30 miles up the road from here right here right here in the upcountry and you and they, they mentioned all of the people booing lindsey graham and and i heard that and i i can't it was it was a full week ago of course i can't even remember who the guest was last who did we have on last week does anybody remember rich i know you listen who was who was <laughs> well he was a fantastic guest whoever it was <laughs> but uh, and nevertheless, we talked. We came back and uh, we 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 laughed about that. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look now. Now I'm embarrassed. But in any event, we laughed about that. But we heard the people oh, booing. Steve You're King. who? Steve King. Oh, Steve King. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Yeah, but, well, the weeks do run together. Well, I say yes. And as a matter of fact, I made the comment: if if Donald Trump had had Congressman Steve King on the stage and not Lindsey Graham, uh, that he wouldn't have gotten that boo. But we heard not all the all. boos, and so we probably audibly heard you, you probably personally. Not. I think I think Steve you might King. have. Yeah, because I I, just I love him. Steve King, by the way. <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember what I had for breakfast. That's not a. That's not a diss. But <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So yeah. what was the crowd like? The crowd was 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 insanely pro-Trump. People when 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 that well, you would imagine that. But do you think you yeah. could have conversations like we're having tonight with the crowd? 
Um, in what context? What do you mean? Like, well, do you think you could talk about our issues? I yes. Mean, oh, issues. yes. Oh, yes. Very much yes. so. I believe. I believe you could do that. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. People would be in tune with that and 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 be able to. Yeah, we did have that conversation with the Donald. <laughs> Thank you, Sam. Uh, I don't think uh, but no, yeah, you, you, uh, I had heard from several other people that I've met here today. By the way, we're at that Trump rally, and they said it was a raucous crowd. It was very much in tune with our issues. Some yeah. of them privately had conversations about our issues with people. Uh, I'm, I'll, I'll share with the group assembled after we get off the air one of the uh, stories I heard from that particular rally, uh, but. I, I think again, you scratch away, you scratch away just a little bit of surface, and our people are right there, mm -hmm. boiling, ready just, to it's explode. Just it is just it, below. It, it, it is ready to happen. It just needs we need to the light event. The fuse. We need yeah. someone to light the fuse. Now, our right. people have had faith that that would be Trump. I don't know if it's going to be him. I think he could lead the way to whatever right. is next. Right. And I think that's an important role. We need that. Right. Uh, because Trump has radicalized, perhaps inadvertently, millions of our people. And that's one thing I think we can give him a lot of credit for doing. Absolutely. D yeah. To our, my dying end, eternally so, I am grateful right. that whether purposefully or inadvertently, and I think inadvertently to some extent, he has radicalized. He has brought to light how wretched our media is mm -hmm. people have no faith in our media our courts and to a large extent our government and electoral system now and that is in large part due to donald trump i think so and if i could just quickly mention one of the things that i'm going to try to work on is is, is i want to copy the greater idaho movement and create a greater, yes. a greater carolina movement and pick off counties from northern georgia western north carolina and perhaps uh the, the western tip of Virginia and incorporated into one giant red power block in one state and to call it the Greater Carolina Movement. And if we do that, we can garner some support and build our, build ourselves up. It all started here originally. South Carolina was the first to go. And we're going to do it again. Amen, everybody. Let's yeah. Give him a big round of applause, <laughs> Kyle McDermott. <laughs> Great job. Great job. Thank you. Hill is proud to announce the release of a new translation, Leon de Grel in Exile, by Jose Luis Jerez Reisco. Readers of The Burning Souls will already be familiar with de Grel's life before and during the Second World War, his service on the Eastern Front, and his involuntary post-war exile in Franco, Spain. This new work tells the story of his life in exile in detail, replete with first-hand accounts from Spanish nationalists and friends of de Grel. During his time in Spain, de Grel did not wallow in sadness. Despite the atrocities inflicted upon him and his family by the victorious Allied powers, he stayed remarkably active in European nationalist politics and left a lasting impression on both his personal friends and those from around the European world who took inspiration from his tenacious idealism. De Grel's enduring legacy in Spain is well deserved. Such a legacy also deserves to be spread to both sides of the Atlantic and beyond. Antelope Hill is proud to be the first to bring this unparalleled biography to the English reader, Get Leon DeGrell in exile today at antelopehillpublishing.com.
somewhere. You're listening to Resolution Radio. Radio. ResolutionRDO.com. Herbs have been used by people since the dawn of time. When Rockefeller introduced allopathic medicine, many herbal remedies fell by the wayside as people put their faith in prescription pills and the world just gets sicker. Here at Heathen Herbs, we look to the past and to nature for answers. We offer tinctures, magnesium skin cream, lip balm, tooth powder, colloidal silver throat spray, and more. Check us out at HeathenHerbs.com. You're listening to the Political Cess Pool on ResolutionRDO.com. Call and listen now at 607-203-5423. That's 607-203-5423. Thanks for listening to Project Schoolyard Volume 2. For more information about the project, as well as lyrics to the songs on this CD, please visit www.tightrope.cc. You can also find jokes news articles, a photo gallery, free CD downloads, and a secure online shopping cart. We carry a full line of flags, t-shirts, CDs, books, stickers, and other products of interest to racially conscious white people. Please visit www.tightrope.cc. You're listening to the Liberty News Radio Network. And this is the political cesspool. The political cesspool, known across the South and worldwide as the South's foremost populist conservative radio program. And here to guide you through the murky waters of the political cesspool is your host, James Edwards. Well, we're back for our third and final hour, if you can believe it. It has gone by too quickly. I say that every show, but I certainly mean it when we're in the upcountry of South Carolina with so many invited uh, friends, family, and guests. These are shows that certainly mark the annual broadcast calendar and the beautiful and talented. She's not coming on tonight. She's going to come on next next time. Dixie O'Hara has uh, been in the wings all night tonight. You've heard from so many incredible people. Uh, I talked earlier tonight about how these shows get such a reaction from the listening audience. And I, I, I saved a couple of the emails that we received last year. No, I'm not going <laughs> to. He's shaking his head already. Oh, actually, who, who is with us right now is Hunter. Now, the first time, every time we've done a show at Dixie Republic, Hunter has been a mainstay. We've never done a show from here that Hunter has not appeared. And, of course, you famously remember the first time he came on, sight unseen, he received two marriage proposals. Now, if they had seen you, Hunter, you'd have received ten. <laughs> <laughs> but this is feedback from last year's show at Dixie Fest uh, 366 days ago. No, no, 364 days ago. It was uh, July the 9th last year, July the 8th this year. 364 years ago today, I received two emails. Number one. Well, I received many, but I'm going to read two. James, I was so inspired and encouraged by Saturday's broadcast from South Carolina. Those jolly boys, I declare. <laughs> that was a listener in Tennessee. Bless your heart, as she, as she put it. And then this one. Uh, and this, this meant a lot to me because you shared this story with me, and it meant a lot at the time. 
the story that one of your guests in South Carolina shared, he's talking about you, Hunter, about how he bonded with his father by listening to your show on the radio was so sweet. The female guest who appeared was also perfect on the radio. You mean a lot to a lot of people and have built such a legacy. We had a chance to spend a little bit of time with you and your father yesterday yep. at the Confederate Museum of the Upcountry. And it's always an honor to talk to you, my friend. It's always an honor to have you on when we're up here in South Carolina. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Uh, what a day. What a weekend. <laughs> what a day. What a day. They can't do anything about this, though, can they? No, they Us cannot. getting together. They cannot. Uh, I was just outside having some high-minded conversation with people out there, and really, uh, that's not going on anywhere else in, uh, in, in public like it is here. And uh, we're, I'm I'm very happy for that and grateful for it. And what a day! I'm tired, man. I've been out here <laughs> since like 7 a.m. and uh, it's been hot. It's been well, a typical. I, we, July. we opened the show with that. Everybody who's a regular listener knows how much I complain about southern humidity and southern summers. We were built for northern European climates. We've been here for 400 years and hadn't quite taken yet. Uh, but I have sweated through my clothes all day and. As much as I despise this wretched sub-Saharan, subtropical weather, I have enjoyed every minute of today. I'd like to think that I've adapted to the southern <laughs> climate pretty well, but after a, a long day in the heat like that, it's like, wow, he wants me to go talk. We'll see how good I am. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about, uh, with three minutes remaining in this okay. segment, Hunter, my friend, you're on with us every time we're in South Carolina, and I want that uh, tradition and uh, to remain. What have we seen today? What have we done? What have we done this weekend? What uh, would you share with the listening audience who has not been privileged to share this company? What have they missed? Uh, well, a good time. They've missed a really good time. And what, what's happened here today is we have occupied a physical space. And... That's what Christ said. He, he said, occupy until I come. And what's going on here and now is a physical occupation of a place that has a ripple effect outward. And, and I see it. I see it when I'm out and about. I mean, I see people wearing the clothes. I see people talking the talk. And it's it's palpable. The sort of people that come here all ages mm -hmm. very family friendly a lot of kids here a lot today. of I, I i it was almost i i said this I, I believe in the first hour heartbreaking in a sense i saw two young brothers and i'm, I'm talking about young like toddler age who were cotton top platinum blonde yeah. it reminded me so much of myself and my brother at that time they were wearing literally overalls only yeah. i think they're still yeah. out no there no shirts on just overalls <laughs> just one overall. of them had the one strap going on <laughs> but we've met so many people today of all ages all the way up to advanced senior citizens to toddlers and even uh, you know infants yep our people have come together our people have come together they always come together here at this event and it's not affiliated, we said this earlier, not affiliated with any particular group necessarily, uh, but it is people from the community, and they feel comfortable and confident in coming mm -hmm. uh, because other people are doing it. It gives them encouragement. Right. It's a, it's really a, a moralizing event. 
I, I would think. It's, Every soldier needs – you don't want to send your, your troops into battle entirely demoralized. We're going to lose everything stacked against us. But when you come to an event like this, you see several hundred throughout the course of the day, several hundred, maybe even the, in the low thousands that have come and gone throughout the day, uh, who are all happy. Uh, they are encouraged. They are motivated. It gives us the propulsion to carry on. I mean, this is something that I, I come to for fuel. Yep, and we're we're really glad that you come because you certainly add to it, man. And uh, yeah, like I was saying, I mean, you can go out and about, and how many empty conversations do you have with people in your everyday life where you go uh, just talking about the weather or this? And that's okay to talk about the small things, but what are we talking about here this weekend? A lot of different things. A lot of <laughs> we're solving the world's problems here, James. We're talking about faith. We're talking about right. kith and kin and, and race and culture and heroes and traditions. And it is so encouraging to see people from just the local community, people driving down the highway, seeing that there's an event. And they don't feel they don't feel embarrassed or ashamed to come to it. No. Um, and in fact, most of the people here are local people. I mean. They're all from five or ten miles around. Courage is contagious, and so is cowardice, and we're going to show them courage. Exactly. Hoorah. (laughs) (laughs) But do you believe that that's the case? Because you're seeing people, again, not affiliated. They they don't know the political – they don't know the – Hey, just just to kind of explain it, like we're in the upstate of South Carolina. Trump just had a rally here in Pickens, which is in the upstate. You were there? I was there, How was it? Uh, Really energizing. Really energizing. A lot of people hadn't been around that many people before, and the uh, what people were talking about in in the, uh, the proverbial Overton window definitely has been shifted. I've heard a lot of things. They're that waiting were, for that leader to step into they, the void white people, and harness re- that energy. White and, and people, and they think that Trump said, and he's the best we've had. I mean, I'm not going to lie about that. He has certainly done a lot to radicalize. The populace, and we are better off now than we were without Trump, but they are waiting for that moment, and if that moment and if that leader comes, they're ready. They are. You got 30 seconds, honey. Okay, and I just want to say, hey, y'all, you're in the, you're in the back country of South Carolina up here in the upstate. And, well, the and, resistance has always been solid. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is, uh, uh, we're here, and uh, we'll always be here. Hey, amen to that. Ladies and gentlemen, give Hunter a big round of applause. Woo! Yeah. Antelope Hill Publishing is America's leading publisher of dissident books, bringing you a wide variety of new translations and original works on every subject from the Spanish Civil War to the funding behind the transgender movement. Antelope Hill publishes books that mainstream publishers won't touch, full of information that challenges the political status quo and brings real culture to the reading public at an affordable price. If you count yourself as a political dissident, then you owe it to yourself to check out the Antelope Hill catalog with exclusive offerings like Rebel Mountain by Kurt Eggers, a brand new reprint of the infamous You Gentiles by Marie Samuel, and now the treatise of a January 6th prisoner in the American regime... There is something there for everyone, and new titles are added every month. Check out the complete catalog today at antelopehillpublishing.com. That's antelopehillpublishing.com. I'm James Edwards, and I want you to check out antelopehillpublishing.com. 
Matthew 24, 24 teaches us that the church is deceived today. Deceived Christians call themselves Judeo-Christians. Around 1900, Jews commissioned the Schofield Reference Bible, which transformed the Jews from Christian killers to the chosen people. Here's the truth. America is in the Bible. Revelation 21, our form of government came down from heaven. Verse 3, the many Christian ministers at the Constitutional Convention sought God's will. The God-given rights in the Constitution were ordained by God. America is the new promised land for Christian Israel, and Christians are the true chosen people. True Israel is Christian. Listen to Jesus, quote, my sheep follow me, unquote, and, quote, you do not believe because you are not my sheep, unquote. John 10, 25 through 27. The beast has transformed America into the woman mystery Babylon, Revelation chapter 17. For the complete Bible study, write to Christian Knuckles, P.O. Box 210813, Royal Palm Beach, Florida, 33421. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, three hours is just not enough. If y'all keep this up, we may stay here all night long, but uh, three hours is only going to scratch the surface of the talent, uh, the spirit that we have here assembled tonight in the upcountry of South Carolina. Sam Bushman, who you've already heard from in tonight's second hour, just gave me a belt that he had custom made here this evening. There's a leather shop and a gunsmith on location here, and uh, his belt says 1776, and then there's a Confederate flag. I was wondering if you should have said 1861 with the Confederate flag. but 1861 didn't go well. 1776 <laughs> went better, my friend. If you win, you're a patriot. If you lose, you're a traitor. But uh, in any event, no, <laughs> we love 1776. We love 1861. We certainly love the Confederate flag. And then there's a couple of cross pistols and uh, some belt notches, and you, you won't need those. But uh, <laughs> Get your belt made, too. Say it, Sam. The point is you can get your belt made to it, Dixie Republic, baby. And you paid for that. Yes, sir. <laughs> Johnny Rebel, our leathersmith here. Nation, too. Oh, you, above and beyond. Yes, I did. All right. Well, that's the way Sam uh, Bushman does it. Now we've got another Sam. It's been confusing this weekend because we've been together since Thursday. We've got Sam and Sam, Dixon and Bushman, Bushman and Dixon. Uh, but, Sam, we've had a great time. Now, you know. <laughs> the affinity that I have for you, but uh, this is just another chapter in that legacy. Uh, we've uh, been together since Thursday evening, and this is now Saturday evening, so about 48 hours, and it's been uh, nonstop. What have we seen this weekend? Well, I've been very impressed. I had no idea that that the, the uh, rebel shop here that the uh, all the way to the, all the you got to go all the way to the mouth. I, I, I had I had no idea that this enterprise here it was. It was of the scope the cracker barrel of the south it, it is just fantastic <laughs> it's just room after room after room it just goes on and on and on and the people have been fantastic it, it's nice to be around real southerners uh, my father's family come from this area of south carolina the uh the upcountry in south carolina has always been the uh the best area uh, of the state in terms of, of fighting for the survival of our race and our state and our of the our state I, I feel like a South Carolinian. But I, well, your your whole family was from here. You're, you're what, what, a second-generation Georgian? I'm the first-generation born outside the South, outside of South Carolina. But I, uh, you know, it, it's just been fantastic in meeting all these wonderful, inspiring people and listening to Michael Hill. And uh, it's just been a tremendous lift uh, to morale 
and I'm impressed with all these people who have done. They have worked for the rever <coughs> revolution. I just talk occasionally. Bull. These that, people the, bull. Work. I got to call bull on that, Sam. No, no. These people actually work for the revolution. A lot of people, You've sacrificed more than 99% of our people. They're, 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 that's not saying much because most of our people haven't sacrificed a damn thing. <laughs> but, you know, a little, bit, a little bit of history. You know, we heard Hunter talk about the uh, Trump rally in Pickens. It was in Pickens where the campaign of, re of redemption began in 1878 with General Hampton to restore control of South Carolina to the white community. And it was a, a tremendous event then. I've read it. These figures are hard to establish, but they say that 50,000 white people came from around the state uh, to, to for the initial rally, which was held here because it was the only place they could have a safe rally. Uh, because just like with the Antifa today, the Union Leagues were armed and were allowed to to attack people, uh, you know, if, if they tried to resist the Reconstruction government. But it, uh, it opened with a tremendous uh, event. The daughter of the governor, Dushka Pickens, led Hampton out onto the field as night was falling in this amphitheater, that national amphitheater, and she, carried, she was carrying something, and when she got out in the field, she unfurled it, and it was a giant Confederate battle flag, which was illegal in South Carolina at the time. It was illegal to play Dixie. And the bands then broke out into Dixie, uh, and there were so many people there that they, the occupation government couldn't stop it. Uh, but from there, they moved down to the, all the way down to the Tidewaters counties, where it was a lot harder. We, we were at the museum yesterday with, with Hunter and his father, and it's not hard for me to learn something new. But I would have never thought that you might learn something. <laughs> but you, you enjoyed the museum visit yesterday, it, did it you was not? It just, just fantastic. Well, and then the red shirts with Wade Hampton. You, you talk about Reconstruction in the South, the horrors of Reconstruction. Had it not been for the red shirts who protected Wade Hampton so he could win the governorship of South Carolina and his deal with Rutherford B. Hayes that ended Reconstruction effectively, uh, it all happened right here. I mean, South Carolina was the first to secede. South Carolina was the one that gave the South its salvation in Reconstruction. Yeah, yeah. and uh, – we, we should remember Yankees, too. I, I had a great-great-uncle who was a, uh, a fellow named Leland, John Leland, whose family was from Massachusetts. Uh, and he had been on Hampton's staff during the war, and he was on Hampton's staff during the campaign for redemption. And he was the one who removed the black uh, delegates from the state legislature. I want to ask our friend here. We won't even announce his name. But, uh, my friend, tell us what you think of you, you shared with me earlier. I want him to hear it, and I wanted the audience to hear it. Your thoughts on Sam Dixon? Well, we're uh, Dixie Republic is uh, Sam Dixon's greatest fan. We love him, and uh, we every every word he speaks is brilliant, and we appreciate him more than anyone. Hey, how about that, everybody? Did you hear that? Well, yeah, did I, you hear that? I, I am <laughs> I'm very moved, and I'm a great admirer of you. This is a magnificent place. It's just magnificent. Did you think it would be like this? You've heard no. the ads for so many years of this program. Did you think no, it would be like this, I, I the, the, the no, Southern Cracker Barrel? I had no idea. It'd be the, the dimensions alone are astonishing. The, the, the ground. But it's tastefully appointed, too, it, it's and it's sight it's and sound and smell. Yeah, and it's a huge hangout. They're not only the people who came here for the League of the South meeting, but all through the day I saw people thronging through and eating boiled peanuts and having coffee and, uh, you know, it's just a tremendous uh, gathering place, like neighborhood gathering place. It's just tremendous. Well, now uh, to your right flank, I'm being outflanked 
on three tiers now. To my right is Sam Dixon. To to his right is Michael Hill. It's hard to be to the right of me, but uh, but, but you guys. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's for sure. Uh, we have Michael Hill, president of the League of the South, ladies and gentlemen. Bow before our better, Michael Hill. Oh, now stop it. <laughs> hey. I'm just one of the guys. What have we done tonight? What hey, have we, we done today, hey, this weekend? Hey, we've had a great time here. This is a great part of the world. Uh, I've been up here. I can't count the number of times I've been in the uh, up country of South Carolina over it gets the last better every time. 30 years, and it really does get better every time. And uh, I, I really would like to give a shout-out to Scott Goldsmith, who, who founded – the hey, Dixie everybody, Republic. come on now. Scott Goldsmith. We're not here without this man right there. I'm that's, looking at him, pointing exactly at him. That's exactly right. And, and Paul Lawrence has taken it over and done a magnificent job with it as well. And it is just a, a great place to gather with like-minded people. And we need places like this all over. You know, if we had places like this all over as hubs of our, our but culture. But this is the thing. It's not just our people that are affiliated with our programs and broadcasts and, and uh, organizations and clubs, this is a, a community hub. That's right. It uh, is. They, they, they've never heard of James Edwards or Sam Dixon or Michael Hill, but they were here today. They were here. And Absolutely. they loved it. Because they love the South and they realize that this is a special You give them a chance place. to be who they are that's and they'll exactly, take advantage of it. That's exactly what you do. You present this to them, give it to them as an op option, and they will choose it almost every time. This was something that came a year or two ago. It was said, uh, if the river is allowed to flow unobstructed, it would lead back to us. Our people will come back. Yeah, I think that's true. Absolutely true. So, again, uh, Michael, we've been asking everybody, what did we experience here today? I mean, and, and it was from uh, the brotherly camaraderie and fellowship to the spiritual and beyond. It really was. Um, I asked uh, Paul this morning how many people he expected to come through and he said maybe 1500 people come, you know coming through in the entire day at some point throughout uh, yeah at some close. point and i tell you the the thing that really impressed me most was the young people that that i saw here particularly the young men that, families that, and, and families too um just amazing that these young young people are picking up where us old guys are eventually going to have to leave off and it's so heartening to see these young people come here and not just enjoy this, but understand. They do understand. Why That's they the thing. I mean, they, they're not just here to see out of the curiosity. They are well informed. Yeah, they know why they're here. They know why. And they're they can here. articulate it. Absolutely. And they, they did. I talked to some of these people just trying oh, I, to gouge. I, you know how deep the surface goes. I know. <laughs> it, it went. It went root deep. Yeah. It, it was uh, amazing. I mean, I'd like to. I'd like to have had this kind of students. Now, I had some students like this when I was teaching at the University of Alabama. Imagine being at the University of Alabama and Michael Hill is your professor. <laughs> Hunter, Hunter, what would you do for that? <laughs> well, we did have a good time. Uh, uh, I got called into the dean's office. <laughs> Hang on, don't go anywhere. Right. we got to take a break. We're going to link you up with uh, the great Mark Tommy. Uh, two league uh, two league generals coming up next. Exposing corruption, informing citizens, pursuing liberty. 
You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm John Schaefer. Six people are dead after a plane crash in Murrieta, California. Ryan Baker has more. The FAA says the Cessna C-550 business jet went down in a field and burst into flames this morning around 4.15 near the French Valley Airport. All six on board were pronounced dead at the scene. The plane departed from Harry Reid International Airport in Vegas before the crash. This comes a week after a small plane crash while taking off at the same airport. One person died in that crash and three others were injured. House Republicans are demanding a briefing from the Secret Service on the White House cocaine discovery. Oversight Committee Chair James Comer wants the briefing by next week to investigate security procedures. Comer denounces the incident as unacceptable and shameful. Cocaine was found on Sunday and prompted an evacuation at the White House. Tyler Bench, a January 6th Capitol building rioter who used bear spray, has received a lenient sentence from U.S. District Judge Trevor McFadden. The Trump-appointed judge sentenced Bench to probation and 60 days of home arrest, while prosecutors had sought a nine-month federal prison term. During the sentencing, Judge McFadden said he was giving him a break. The Biden administration is sending more firepower to Ukraine. The White House announced Friday it is providing cluster munitions to Ukraine to defend against Russian forces. White House National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan says doing so shows the resolve of the U.S. and its allies. We will not leave Ukraine defenseless at any point in this conflict, period. President Biden told reporters Ukraine is running out of ammunition. Human rights groups and some U.S. allies say the bombs which send multiple munitions over a wide area will lead to more civilian casualties. I'm Jeremy Scott. The Mega Millions jackpot is nearing the half-billion-dollar mark. There were no winning tickets in last night's drawing. That means Tuesday's jackpot will be worth $480 million. This is USA News. Want to get the absolute most out of your workouts? Transparent Labs offer the finest pre-workout formulas to help you bulk or get lean and achieve your goals with stimulus-free supplements developed for peak performance. Transparent Labs is the industry-leading all-natural sports nutrition brand. The 100% grass-fed whey protein isolate is the cleanest protein supplement on the market. It tastes great, mixes well, and it's sourced from grass-fed, hormone-free U.S. cattle. All of Transparent Labs supplements are formulated using the most up-to-date scientific research in clinically effective dosages. Right now, get 20% off your first order at TransparentLabs.com with code RADIO at checkout. Use a clean supplement to help maximize your results with 100% natural ingredients and zero artificial sweeteners, colors, or flavors. Third-party lab tested for purity and potency. Get 20% off your first order today from TransparentLabs.com, code RADIO. Transparent Labs, driven by science. Fueled by nature. Enter code radio at transparentlabs.com. What a wonderful broadcast. What a wonderful camaraderie and fellowship we have shared today. And, and, and we're trying to, to the best of our abilities, Transmit to a wider listening audience across the South and indeed all of uh, the United States uh, from, well, the, let's just call it America, <laughs> from coast to coast and around the world. Uh, and here now, it continues with Mark Tommy of the League of the South. Uh, Mark, every time you're on one of these shows here at Dixie Republic, you steal the show. Oh. I, I mean that. You are a fantastic representative and a spokesman for our cause 
What have we seen today, my friend? What have, what have the listening audience who have not been privy to our company missed tonight and today? Well, you know, first, thank you for the the flattering. Comments. I mean it. I'm humbled by your. your I don't. Praise. I don't give. Uh, I don't. I don't give flattery lately. <laughs> it has to be earned and deserved. Well, I appreciate it, and I thank you very much. And I don't know what I can add to uh, what a lot of the other folks have probably already said here, but you know. Being here at Dixie Republic for an event like this is just absolutely one of the greatest experiences that a, a person who loves the South and loves his people uh, can, can experience. We've had a, a great slate of speakers today who inspired us, who challenged us, who gave us hope and uh, uh, ideas for how we can accomplish our goal. We've had great music. We've had great food. You, the venue here is wonderful. You've got Confederate flags everywhere, portraits of our great generals and generals and heroes everywhere, books, uh, you know, anything Southern that you could possibly want, you can find it here, especially the kind of people who know and appreciate who and what we are and what we're trying to do and what we're trying to preserve. And it's just a great time uh, of camaraderie and fellowship and if you if you haven't been able to come to one of these in the past, I heartily recommend that you make the effort to do it in the future because you're really missing out on a great time. Amen. Amen. Now, that said, what were the contents of your remarks today at the breakout session? Well, the title of my talk was uh, called Irreconcilable Differences, and the subtitle was Dixie Divorces Sam Once and For All. <laughs> and so uh, I, I started out with a little allegorical story of uh, Dixie and Sam getting married and the troubles they went through and how they finally split up and Sam dragged Dixie back kicking and screaming uh, at the point of a gun and uh, and then went on to describe a few other things about how uh, uh, we can achieve our goal uh, the differences that we have uh, that are so irreconcilable with the rest of the United States you know the from, from the philosophy that the, so the southern people have uh, toward uh, toward religion, toward right and wrong, law and order, et cetera, et cetera. And we just don't get along with the rest of the country. Is this system, Mark, going to continue in perpetuity uh, or is it going to collapse? It's all empires and all criminally corrupt civilizations do. Yeah, I think for, for anybody who has studied history, uh, you can see the signs of disintegration and, and collapse all over the U.S. empire. Right I would now. just add this uh, parenthetically before you continue on with your uh, response is that, you know, perhaps nobody, I don't want to say nobody, perhaps some, but uh, very few uh, who were under the oppression of uh, the Bolshevik uh, communist regime and the USSR could have ever foreseen that, that one day it would collapse, it would go. Certainly uh, the Spaniards who were under Muslim occupation for centuries, mm -hmm. there were people who lived and died for generations who could have never foreseen that one day it would end. And then you know that that sparked uh, Ferdinand and Isabella and Columbus, and the exploration and the the age of exploration. Oh yeah, uh, we, we are, uh, I think, too tied to our finite existence on this temporal plane. Uh, but what has been will not always be. No, of course not. And and most Americans are woefully ignorant of history uh, at all levels. But uh, uh, you know. As Sam Dixon pointed out in his talk today, he was talking about the collapse of the Soviet Union. And, yeah, we and, just mentioned. And, and he knew uh, he had a Russian uh, teacher uh, when he was young, 
who explained to him that, you know, com communism has to collapse because it's against the law of God, it's against the laws of nature, and it is against human nature. And anything that tries to pervert that natural order uh, is doomed to failure this at is it. some point. This is it, Mark. I mean, we, we are at a, a point in time now here in this empire where everything, I, I said it earlier tonight, every, nearly everything is uh, dysgenic, everything is degenerate, and if you wage a war against God, you wage a war against nature, you're not going to win. Yeah, this will end. This at, will end one way or another. At, at, at some point. And it doesn't need our help to do it. No, it'll do it all by itself. And uh, it's happening. It's and, happening in real time. Exactly. And, and, it, and uh, one of the things that I've seen. You need a spark, and then the event happens, and then it, it, it changes very gradually, and then all at once. Go right. ahead. You know, one of the phrases that I've used uh, to describe it to people over the years is that the laws of nature are going to work themselves to their logical conclusions in spite of the uh, uh, intentions of those who set things in motion. Well, this, 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 to your point, you have these so-called transgenders. They lop off their genitalia. Yeah, and, and <laughs> then they uh, put in a, an artificial genitalia, and then the body tries to heal the wound. Mm -hmm. And you have to keep reopening that wound to play into the pretend. Right. But God's law, the law of nature, will prevail in the end, and this age will pass. They didn't see it in Soviet Russia. They didn't see it in Muslim-occupied Spain. And we could go back in antiquity to other examples. Sure. This will not endure forever. No, it, and it's on the verge of collapse now. And, you know, exactly when that's going to happen is anybody's guess. Well, that was the, that was the thing that, that, that actually came up today was in 1970. We're so far gone, it's going to happen any minute. Now here we are in, 20, in the, the 2020s. It hasn't happened yet. Yep. Well, but it will happen. You know, I'm reminded of something that General Lee wrote to uh, Lord Acton after the war. Uh, they exchanged a, a couple of letters with each other. And Famously. General Lee mentioned that, uh, uh, that you know, the, the, the tide of history moves so slowly, and we only see the, the edge of the advancing wave, and we don't understand what's coming behind it and everything. You know, we have to wait until it passes before we see what's going to happen. And, and so uh, you have to take the long view of these things and you know everything's working itself out according to God's providence but the signs are uh, as our Lord said you know uh, the signs are there for you to see if you have eyes to see and ears to hear and uh, uh, the evidence is all around us that this thing is on the verge of imploding and uh, you know, we'll we, have it in our lifetimes I mean we can't say that definitively but it seems to be we're at a, a very near end stage of this i feel like we are you know and uh, being an engineer i've i've often used a mathematical analogy to describe it is that uh, uh, the path that we're on is like a uh, a logarithmic curve uh, it's very very flat uh, for a long long time and then as you get out towards the end of the graph it suddenly shoots straight up <laughs> and you know in my lifetime i'm 60 very years gradually old, and then all at once you know w uh, we were on that flat part of the curve but over the last decade or so we've hit the curve and started that vertical, yeah it, that, it, it, that it, it has really been within the last rise. decade to be sure yeah. but really since the trump era and and really even more than that since 2020 yeah with the biden inauguration you look at the polls of our people in terms of racial issues and in terms of all of the issues that matter to us, there is 
there is something, I mean, an inch deep beneath the surface waiting oh, yeah. for the event. You know, to kind of put it in historical perspective, you know, think about how slowly the civil rights uh, stuff developed and the new, the great society of Lyndon Johnson and everything. And all of that took years uh, to, to be put in place and begin to manifest itself. We're at a point now where things are happening at breakneck speed. I mean, it's almost impossible to keep up with how many things are happening from a, on a day-to-day and basis. And any event uh, could uh, could spark it. It could be an economic collapse. It could be a, 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 a nuclear war. It could be so many things. But you, you, you give the people a chance to become who they are, and they will take advantage. We've been talking about that tonight. Oh, yeah. There is... Um, I, I, I it, it is close enough and real enough to where we can feel it. Yes, absolutely. And, uh, you know, none of us knows how much time we have left on planet Earth. Uh, but statistically speaking, based on my family history, I I've, uh, should have about another 20 years, give or take. So you can and, live to be a... And, and I, you know, personally, I think I'll live to see the United States that's as right. we know it cease to exist. Let's hope. Yes. Because this is a criminally corrupt... Antichrist country now. Oh, absolutely. I, and, and so I have no beholdens to that. I have a beholdens to my people. I have a beholdens to Jesus Christ. I have a beholdens to my faith, That's right. to my family. Not an arbitrary system of government, a system of media and courts. That's 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 not what I'm beholden to. Exactly. The, the, the really important thing is your blood and your soil. You know, the people that you're related to, uh, the people who are your neighbors, and the particular patch of ground you occupy on the face of planet Earth. And the people who have suffered to bring it about, people like Michael Hill and Mark Tommy, and so many we've heard from tonight, you can trust that they will be there when the time comes. I'm shaking the hand of Mark Tommy tonight. Thank Mark, you, you always steal the show. I, I hesitate to bring you on because you always outshine me. So, oh, so uh, you flatter me, sir. <laughs> thank you much. <laughs> always great to have you. One more segment tonight from Dixie Republic. Stay tuned. Find your inner rebel at Dixie Republic, the world's largest Confederate store, located in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. The anti-white, anti-Christ, anti-Southern world ends at the asphalt. Welcome to God's country. Log on to DixieRepublic.com to view our Southern merchandise from flags to t-shirts to artwork. At the store, browse through our extensive collection of belt buckles and have a custom-made leather belt handcrafted in our Johnny Rebs gun and leather shop. That's DixieRepublic.com where you can meet all of your Southern needs. While you're waiting, drop by our Confederate corner for a free cup of coffee and good conversation. Remember, there are no strangers here, just friends who haven't met yet. Dixie Republic, we're not just a roadside attraction, we're a destination for our people. For more information, visit DixieRepublic.com. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit, a battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 
90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact. TheEpicTimes.com I'm sad to admit it. I'm sad to admit it, but we are uh, we are now in our last segment of the night. How did three hours go about that fast? Albert Einstein was on to something. This time warp, uh, uh, whatever. But it you doesn't. Mean, you mean stealing things from the patent office? <laughs> hey, we always like to close a show from the Upstate of South Carolina with Johnny Rebel himself. He's wearing a. Muscle, not not a T-shirt, a muscle shirt, because he can. I will not comply. I will not comply. His muscle shirt reads, "Johnny Rebel, a tall tale character, a good friend of mine." I mean that in the best possible way. I mean because you outdo mere mortals. But Johnny Rebel is with us tonight. He is all about lead, leather, and steel, right? Yes, sir. And uh, every time we're here in the upper country of South Carolina, we make sure we have Johnny on. Now, you had a busy day today. I am retired as a one-harm man hanging piper. <laughs> so you had a lot of business coming through the leather shop today. The, the, the leather shop slash gunsmith slash backs, uh, blacksmith slash uh, hot sauce holder. <laughs> That was just wrong. <laughs> Thank you, Thomas. <laughs> well, it became a fad. Now, <laughs> tell us a story, by, if you can, tell us a story behind that. I think it was a joke about a week ago. He showed me a TikTok, and it was some old boomer wearing a, a hot sauce dispenser or a holster on his belt. And the old man carried his hot sauce everywhere he went. Thomas thought it was cool. I said, I accept the challenge. <laughs> and you built it. You made him. Hey, hey he's right here. Hi, hey, folks, it's a crime that it's radio and not television. <laughs> the man who, who started the fad, he's wearing his hot sauce holster here. I'm looking at it. It looks like a gun holster, but it holds hot sauce. And I'm looking at it. I wish there was video so you can see the level of gayness involved here. <laughs> no, no, I know this guy. No, it's cool. It's cool. Uh, I danced Thomas. But you sold yet. some more. To, I swear to you, ladies and gentlemen, I was in Johnny Rebel's shop tonight. He said, is that a hot sauce holder? Can I get one? <laughs> yeah, I probably got a couple on back order now. <laughs> because you wouldn't want to put hot sauce on like a kitchen counter. You have to wear it in oh, order. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah, street cred right there. <laughs> you have to wear it or else it won't be close enough to you when you need it. If it's like right like two inches away on the counter, it's not going to work, right, Johnny? Well, according to the Internet, we don't season our food. So Thomas, is uh, he's taking the lead on that. All right. All right. Well, now, but, I mean, you've made Cossack whips. You've made leather thongs. You've, you, you don't ever know what's going to come through Johnny Reb's. You, leather and steel shop. You just never know. I mean, it's like this week has been a whirlwind. But you'll build it. You're wearing boots, a kilt. I'm looking at you, a muscle shirt. Well, and self-made holsters and ammo, you know. <laughs> Nobody's taking you tonight, right, Johnny? I, 
I hope not. It, 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 it would take an effort. <laughs> You're not going to get this guy for free, right? No, no. no. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, I haven't done hardly a guitar strap in probably 10 or 12 years. You did some uh, knife sheaths today. I've and done knife sheaths. Eight-year-old boy home. came into your shop today. We're not going to reveal his identity, but he's the grandson of uh, a pretty famous guy. Yes. But he came in today, and he, he had a – what did you make for him? I made him a belt, and – I couldn't think of the word earlier. It's called a frog. It goes between the belt and the scabbard. And uh, it's kind of a, well, a frog would be a Scottish thing. But I made one for his uh, little mini Excalibur looking sword. It, it was kind of cool. It was for a kid. Well, you made one for my son when we were here for the book signing on April 1st to kick off Confederate History Month here on TPC at this location. You made a bracelet for my son, and I want to tell you something, and I'll tell you this to everybody. My son rarely takes it off. Sometimes he has to wash his wrist. That's it. My, my <laughs> wife makes him like, you got to wash you know, your arm from time to time. He never takes it off. He loves it. Uh, you make everything for everybody, whatever they need. If it's made of leather, you can do it. And gunsmithing and knife sharpening and yes, sir. sword blades. and uh, You don't even know what Johnny Rip can do. Now, how can they get in touch? You don't have to come to the to the to the shop here in Upstate South Carolina. They can get in touch with you elsewhere. They 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 can. They can uh, go through Google Maps and just look up Johnny Reb's custom leather, and it will pop up. There is a link, and my contact info is on there. And you're not afraid of Antifa calling you or anything like that. I'll make them a thong or a hot sauce. Hole. <laughs> I really don't care. The men would want the thong. I'll make one. For the right price. I, well, I don't like stingray <laughs> hide because it's very abrasive. But, yeah. And Cossack whips. We, I have to mention that every time we come. The Cossack whip is amazing. <laughs> it's a very effective tool. We need it. I mean, the Russians needed it for Pussy Riot. Well, that's where mine came from. <laughs> All right. So, Johnny, somebody's listening tonight. They need leather work, gun work, knife work. Blade work, sword work, you never know. I mean, Braveheart may be out there listening. How do they get in touch with you? Well, they can, uh, <laughs> there he is right there. I don't know if we've uh, disclosed the location tonight or not. Who knows? Have we or have we I not? don't even know. Just go on Google Maps and look up uh, Johnny Reb's Custom Leather in Travelers Arrest, South Carolina. <laughs> and we'll go from there. We're and definitely once you not. Get there, you will find a very common ground to stand on. We're definitely not at Dixie Republic tonight. We are definitely not there. <laughs> that would be just like over the top. <laughs> but if you were to happen to stumble into Dixie Republic, you might find Johnny in Travelers Arrest. <laughs> There's four acres of mysteries here. Just, you just never know what you're going to find. Oh, but you God. will find common ground in a common place you can speak. And we speak, do we not? We speak a lot. Johnny, I've been around uh, my whole adult life in this movement, this business, I don't want to call it a business, this movement, this cause. Uh I was 19 years old with Pat Buchanan. I was uh, in Long Beach, <laughs> California. It's been a minute, ain't it? Yeah, it's been uh, my entire adult life, though. Before that, I mean, what was I going to do? I couldn't even vote. I couldn't even vote <laughs> barely even then. Uh, but it went from a delegate at Long Beach, California in the summer of 20, uh, 2000. 23 years later, here we are. And 
Uh, it's been a wonderful, wonderful journey, and I am thankful to meet people like you and everybody here assembled tonight that you've heard from. One more word for the crowd you've uh, experienced here uh, this weekend. Just phenomenal. It's just great people coming together. We learn, we talk, we exchange ideas. It's just a great place to do it. And now it's time. You know what it's time for now? Oh, my. Not that closing Rebel Yell. Yeah. Well, we did the Rebel Yell to start. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to sing Dixie. And as we did it at the beginning of the show, where we wanted to do the Rebel Yell so loud that they heard it in Columbia, that Nimrata could hear it wherever she is tonight. Uh, we want that the foundation of that flagpole that once carried our banner to tremble tonight as we sing Dixie. And we're going to sing it with an upbeat military cadence, if you can. Do you think you can, ladies and gentlemen? Yeah. We're going to sing Dixie. All right, where's Hunter? Hunter, all right, come on, Hunter. you got to help me lead this thing. Uh, we don't do it without Hunter. All right. <laughs> The owner of my uh, program said, don't let me set the key. Now, how are we going to do it, honey? We're going to do it fast, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, we'll start it off by saying, I wish I was in the land of cotton. No times ever not. That's right. That's right. That ain't even question. Final word to the audience tonight from this weekend, this fellowship, this camaraderie, this brotherhood. Absolutely. Thank what would you say? I'd say thank God for the opportunity to be with such fine people. Absolutely. League of the South, how can they join? Because if they're not a member, they need to be. Well, if y'all are not a member, you can just go to our website, which is leagueofthesouth.com. We try to keep it real simple. And you can contact <laughs> me by email or by phone. And I'll talk with you. I'll send you whatever you want in the mail, and we'll get you signed up. But uh, the more people we have in an organization, the stronger we get, and the more likely we are in our lifetime to see our freedom. And our people need to make a stand now. Absolutely. If not now, we don't win. make a stand now. When, do, when are we going to make it? Absolutely. Just stand. Absolutely. That's, that's, that's been the stand. Thank you, Sam. That's been the motto of tonight. Just stand. Absolutely. Just stand. All right, LeagueOfTheSouth.com. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I'm, I'm pointing at a man right now who <laughs> he doesn't want any recognition, but he, everybody here has played a role in some way. Thank you, James. Uh, Thank you for being here and 
and doing. Thank you, James. You are a master of ceremonies, if I've ever met one. James, so James knows how to do that. Well, thank you, Hunter. <laughs> now, did I tell you the story about the marriage proposals that <laughs> Hunter got the first time he was on this show? Did I tell you that? <laughs> we, we, we embarrass him every time with that, uh, but uh, <laughs> in but he's married and uh, he's an honorable. He's got a family. Hey, just enjoy it anyway. All right, we're out of time, and uh, we're out of time for all of our friends and family and invited guests from Dixie. Uh, <laughs> country of South Carolina. I'm James Edwards. We will talk to you next week, but I can't promise you it will be as good as tonight. One more time, ladies and gentlemen, give it to us! Good night, everybody, and God bless you. You're listening to Resolution Radio, Radio, Radio. ResolutionRDO.com.